This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is completely ignoring the international break. Uh, Chelsea left it very late in the transfer window last week and then pulled a rabbit out of the hat. Well, more like an energizer bunny, really, as they re-signed David Luiz from PSG. Cue meltdown and sneering from opposition fans and the media alike. When those two unholy bedfellows are found frothing at the mouth, then you usually know that Chelsea has done something right. But in re-signing Louise, have they? And now the dust has settled, what do we think of Chelsea's summer business? I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Fancast. Geez Louise! Or Geez Louise! I thought you liked that, Jonathan. You like that? Very clever. Very. Nobody else gets it, but it's very clever. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if people get it or not, because it's just there to make me and you laugh. Yeah, because there used to be an ad on the box that had Cheese Louise in it. Didn't oh, really? Were you yeah. in that ad? I, th- I thought, no, funnily enough, no. It was because I was about 10, but, you know, but I remember it. Oh. Mind anyway, you, I was, in a, I was in a Ribena ad when I was six. Were you now? Yeah. I think, I think everybody remembers your Ferrero Rocher ad. Oh, I would AA, hope so. The AA one. Yeah, no, they don't remember that one. The Ferrero yeah. Rocher, I hope they'd remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Which AA was that? Was that? It was the, the one with the car buried in. <laughs> Just want to make car, sure. The car buried in the sand. It wasn't wasn't Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, they, I don't think they have ads. Funnily enough, um, well, they bloody should you, do. You just yeah, you just get to know them. Um, you know, we'll this was the, yeah, the car. <laughs> Anyway, it's, enough it's, of your prattling yeah. on. I'm going to introduce you all properly. We have, obviously, the uh, the actor's actor, uh, Jonathan Kidd. 
I've never been called that ever. Thank you very much indeed. Well, yeah. There you go. Lovely, lovely to be on the show, Chidge. Lovely always, to be on the show as always. It's lovely to have you on here, and I think this is what we call a bonus show, or it's a show in lieu of not being around last Monday because I was away. But uh, we also have with us somebody we haven't heard from yet, which is the lovely Clayton Beerman, aka at Goalie59. Hello, mate. Good evening. How splendid, are you? Splendid to be back, yes, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to it. Lots to talk about. I'll be as cheerful as I normally am. Which is, we, we, I can't wait. I'll get the uh, I'll get the drug I'll get the drugs out now, mate. The happy good, ones, obviously. Good, good, good. Uh, I think actually listening to the fan cast or listening to you on the fan cast after a, a cup of mushroom tea would probably be a good thing to do, actually. But there you go. Um, moving swiftly along, uh, just don't just say no, kids. Uh, we have. Uh, I'm delighted to say, we have. We have the high, the Reverend Tony Glover, the High Priest of the Podding Shed, with us on the show tonight. Good evening, Archbishop. And the, I am one of the few people that regularly laugh at your jokes. Which let's, is exactly not, why yeah. you're on the show, you see, Tony. That's, <laughs> that's all you have to do. You just have to laugh at my jokes, and it's a it's a life pass to the Chelsea fancast. I'm talking of... Chidge, Chidge. Yes? Did you say that this show was a, a bonus or a boner? Well, it gives me a boner doing it, but I'd say it is oh, a bonus, okay, okay technically. Because normally we don't do shows on the international break because we can't be bothered. But as, because we missed last week, because I was away, I just thought it would be yes. nice to, to do one for the peeps, you know, because I'm all It's a bonus. Busy. It's a bonus, Chich. It's a bonus, and hopefully we'll give them a boner. Um, right, so I've got, I've got three very, very... The sagacity in this room is just immense. Three <laughs> eminent, very eminent people here. The average age of the, of the Chelsea fan cast has risen commensurate with the people on it tonight. In fact, I'm the baby. <laughs> I am the baby on the show tonight. It's not often I can say that. Uh, but I've decided, Chidge, right. I'm going to talk in the way I should do for my age. Is that OK? okay. That's very good, Jonathan. Pardon? Yeah, what? Very good. What? He, said, he said pardon, Jonathan. Put your ear trumpet back in. Oh, three o'clock. <laughs> Indeed. OK. Chelsea, who are they? Right. Enough. Uh, on the show tonight, we will, uh, we will be discussing, although I omitted to put the word discussing, we will be discussing the return of the geezer. Will he be a good signing, or was it a panic last-minute buy? Also, what will the signing of Louise mean for the balance and the formation of the team, and indeed for the future of JT? Uh, in part two, we'll take a more in-depth look at Chelsea's summer business and discuss what we think of the new signings and Chelsea's transfer window as a whole, and where does it leave the loanees and the youth? In part three, we're going to have a quick look back at Chelsea's victory against Burnley, uh, last week and uh, we're going to assess Conte and the team's unbeaten start to the season we'll also have a quick chat about the bats getting in the way of Stamford Bridge's development or redevelopment and what are the implications of former referee Mark Halsey's astonishing and bombshell dropping comments about the PGMOL which is the was it professional game management something some officials limited isn't it PGMOL or- or laugh, I thought it was. PGM or laugh. Yeah, yeah. PGM LOL, it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought those comments were astonishing. So I thought we need, because I, I think it has ramifications for a lot of what we've discussed in the past about referees and Chelsea anyway. In part four, we have, we have loads, loads of great emails from you, the listener, and the usual roundup of, uh, of Chelsea supporters news. Now, do not forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast 
And of course, you can join in the chat by posting live on the chat page. They were a bit slow tonight. I think we've caught the troops by surprise tonight, you know. I mean, I did send the, uh, the little notification out, which your email would have picked up at 6. And I did put it on Twitter, but I think we've caught people on the hop because they thought, oh, that lazy son of a bitch, Chidge, won't do a podcast tonight. It's, 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 it's international break. But you were wrong. I, we are here. So you need to get your asses in there. Um, that said, we do have a... a we, I mean, you know, we've got the hardcore in here, that's for sure. We've got Mark Balfour, my mate Mark. Mark, I hope you're well, mate, because I, I saw on Facebook that you were having a little little eye op. So uh, best wishes to you, and I hope you're doing all right. Uh, John Chips, Chiverton, Brighton Mike, Matt Jazz, the fantastic Matt Jazz, who, as a Slovenian, is rubbing his lips at the prospect of the mighty England visiting Slovenia for a damn good thrashing uh, sometime over the next two years. Uh, Jacques Joubert, uh, I, I can never say that. Consufuse, Andrew Self, some bloke called Goalie59, who's moonlighting in there. Kingy's in there. I saw Alamo. There's loads of people in there. They're, they're all coming in now. They've realised we're on air and they are coming in strong. Now, um, other than mixed I like that because like Clayton, Clayton could compliment himself, couldn't he, he by being on I there? Could. He could. could say, you could say, Clayton, you could say, blimey, that Clayton bloke's good, good point. couldn't you? Good point, yes. I could say, yes. Yeah. Thankfully, we've blo blown his cover, so it's, it, we're okay, JK. Now, uh, what else, what else, what else? Well, you could tweet us, of course, at Chelsea Fancast and tell us what you think about Chelsea, us, anything else you like. Uh, and I will try and have a look, if not now, then later. Now, of course, I've said it every bloody show this season, so I'm going to say it one final time. But we are now on a new podcast platform called Acast. So make sure you download the Acast app to listen to the podcast or just search for it at Acast, which is A-C-A-S-T dot com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And, of course, the podcast will be available to download a couple of hours after the live show. You can still get it on iTunes. You can still get it on uh, on SoundCloud, although I think there was a bit of a problem with SoundCloud the other week. Um, I've emailed them. I haven't had anything back yet, but I'm sorry if you haven't got it on there. But whatever. Let's get on with the bleeding show after this little sting. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the thing that happened on the transfer window, which I've got to be honest and say I think is an absolute pile of dog shit, um, but it, it did end up being quite exciting for for those of us of a Chelsea persuasion. Um, but I mean, here's the question: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Jonathan first. Uh, God help me, but I'm going to. How much of a surprise was it for you that we signed David Luiz on the eleventh uh, hour on uh, deadline day? A huge surprise, though apparently I read one article that said actually it had been in the offing for about the last four days and it had been mooted as a possibility. I don't know how then that never filtered through um, because they were asked after, what's his name, um, uh, the, the other the centre-half, Mass... Marquesi. Marquesi, right, they were after him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, have a weird, I have a weird ambivalent attitude towards uh, uh, David and I'm actually wearing my... David Louise T-shirt at this moment with his curly locks and his number four, um, as he won't be because he'll be number 30, um, because uh, we were glad to see him go. Uh, and he is slightly mad. I think we've come to that conclusion. But he was completely brilliant uh, in the Champions League final. And so I was wondering whether he could just play on one leg. 
um, as he did at the time, and then we'd all be happy with him because he'd be more dis- he'd, we, he'd be more disciplined. But yeah, I was completely taken aback by it, and I thought, what the fuck was going on? Um, then I sort of it sort of made sense because it does give them another option. Um, this is presuming that because uh, Alonso, of course, is going to play left back, which means that Dave will play right back, which means that uh, you've got uh, Branner as another possible centre half. Uh, because I don't think he wants him to play right back. And I think we can look at Conti and say, yep, he, he appreciated that we needed a right back. Um, and then we've got another option, which, of course, it may be that he wants to play as he played, uh, as, as Juventus played and as Italy played with three centre-backs. But, uh, you know, what what Luiz's role would be then, um, or whether uh, whether, because apparently he's been playing not very well for PSG and uh, even... Um, confirmed his exit practically by uh, rugby tackling somebody in the penalty area when they lost to Monaco 3-1 the other day. Um, but, I mean, uh, there were moments when he was wonderful and we loved him And one week, and there were moments the following week where we used to think, uh, God, he's absolutely dreadful, he's all over the place, and he made dreadful errors. Um, and he never seemed to attack the ball in the penalty area. He always seemed to let it bounce. You just think, oh, we can't do that. But it may be that Conti... Uh, makes him into a better player. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad we got somebody. Um, it just was a shock to me that it happened to be him of all players. Yeah. So it obviously meant that they made a they made a terrible, um, well, I, I think the terrible cock-up is going to say, but I think the dilemma is like, even with players like Koulibaly, who had been, what, he was a 7 million purchase um, the year before last, and obviously they went in offering thirty, and they said no, you can't have him. So they offered so the forty. Sh- the, short, the short answer, the short answer is that yes, you were surprised. Um, yeah, I, I've I've gone on a bit, haven't I? But I no, I, really, I, who knew? But I, I, I know, but yeah. Wait, you could have stopped me whenever you wanted. I was Chich. having too you've, much fun you've, listening. You've you've let me rabbit. You've let me rabbit. I haven't finished though, Chidge. I haven't finished. I haven't finished. Can we, can we have a, can we have a half time though on you? Yeah, in a sec. No, no, no. I haven't no, finished. No, no. Just this think... last. Go on. This last bit. The last bit was right. that we. Quick. It was difficult Quick. for us to. Uh, to, to buy anybody because everybody just put the price up in, instantly, whereas Man City seemed to be quite happy to pay whatever whatever price is, is offered. Well, we're going to get into um, that, and as always, you've done, you not only have you done the entire first part, but you're now well into the second, which is why I love you, Jonathan. Um, Clayton, were you surprised? I mean, I, I think one thing that, that has been made clear... Um, I mean, I think, you know, it was a surprise at the last minute, and I think it was a surprise because it was him, but I think what wasn't a surprise was the fact that he has, he wasn't actually first choice, was he? Because Conte's been scrabbling around for, you know, class defenders from Bonucci down to the bloke whose name I can't... Koulibaly, whatever his name is. Koulibaly, yeah. yeah. Um, was I surprised? Yes, I was surprised. Um, I think what is interesting is that, from my perspective, we've rescued a bad situation in the best possible way that we can. And by signing him, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because without signing him, we were, as everybody knows, down to the bare bones. And how on earth we'd let that happen, God only knows, but we did. But we'll come on to that undoubtedly. So, yes, I was surprised, um, but I'm not unhappy with what's happened. Um, Tony and I have had this discussion on numerous occasions that we have we we rubbed our hands in glee because we got 50 million pounds for a player who wasn't worth 50 million but i was absolutely devastated at the time because one it was jose being pragmatic and and there sort of being no 
place for a maverick in our football team, which was a shame. But the more important thing, and this has really been shown up in the last couple of years since he's gone, we have no leaders. And this man is a leader. And all the articles that I've read, including the one I wrote myself, have all mentioned that. Nobody's saying he's a great player. He's a very good player. He's not a great player. But he's a leader and he will galvanise a dressing room. And that's what we need. I mean, as, as it so happens, we've had a good start to the season. But getting him back, getting him in the dressing room is, is good news on a lot of levels, from, from my perspective anyway, because I think... Um, hello? Yeah, we're still listening. Hello. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I think that from a, a defensive point of view, Jonathan touched on his somewhat erratic performances. But I think that things will change because he's got Kante in front of him. And Kante will, will get rid of a lot of the trouble before it reaches him, which we didn't have before. So maybe there'll be a, an element of that. But on the whole, yes, I was very surprised. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the club um, made the best of a, a, a poor situation, as mm. it was with 24 hours left. Mm. Tony, I mean, you know... I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? The world, the world, and his wife that's not a Chelsea fan. Although I have to be honest, some Chelsea fans are mouthing off on Twitter, but then they do, don't they? But there seems to be this issue. There seems to be what do you call it? Nappy shitting. Yes, there's, a, there's quite yes, a, an, I do, an outbreak. Yes. I hope they've all got nappy rashes. All I can say, but yeah, you know, the, the the contention with Louise is that oh, he's got an error in him and uh, he can't defend. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I I think that's absolute cods because you know, in the most remarkable defensive performances I would argue seen by any team over a prolonged series of games I the run-up and of course the Champions League final run-up to and the Champions League final David Luiz was at the heart and soul of that you know if he can't defend that would not have happened so I'm not buying that but what do you think I'm absolutely 100% behind what you and Clayton have just said um, I've wrote down not me, a few things. Not me, nothing that I've said. No, because I, I, I believe the phrase diametrically opposed to what you said about Louise is where I stand. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and, and honestly, that's I, I, you being an actor and everything, that was the biggest word I could come up with in that particular sentence. Um, <laughs> thank but, you. Um, that's a nice word. Thank you. Good. Um, I, I, I fundamentally... I, I, you know what? The nappy shitting brigade did my head in that day, Chidge. Um the, if the guy was that bad a defender, why did PSG pay 50 million quid for him? They might have money to spend, but you don't throw 50 million quid away, okay? And when he left, I said that at the time, and I think we did it on the podding shed, where I, I think me and Clayton had the view that, you know, when he, in three or four years' time, turns into another Carlos Puyol or whatever, we'll, we'll be Poo, the ones... Puyol sounded it. better, actually, mate. Well, I, I actually, you know, for me, I think he's become a victim of the boo boys who go at Mikel because they've now found a replacement, or they did before. In all the games I saw, he didn't make as many errors as people said. Show me a player that hasn't got an error in him. I mean, at the moment, I would say that JT, This, I think, I know we're going to, going to talk about that part too, but at the moment, he looks like he's got the acceleration of a rootmaster. Okay. And that's still marginally faster than Ivanovic has got at the moment. Always, always beats me a rootmaster. Yeah, and I just think he's no worse than any other players. I mean, I think if you look at what Spurs have got on the back, Arsenal have got on the back, um, you know, they're, they're hardly ones to gloat. Man United fans giving it a load of crap about us buying back an ex-player. Need to go and look at how much they've just paid for their ex-player to come back. Um, 
And this thing about Louise is a red card. Well, okay, but so's JT, so's Matic. And let's face it, he's not anywhere near Diego Costa. Um, if Louise is going to get a red card, it's because of a, a daft tackle rather than a malicious one. I like the bloke. He entertains. I thought what Clayton said about him being um, not part, you know, Jose wants uh, automata. He wants robots in there. He wants people who just do what he says. And I fundamentally believe if Conte can't develop and turn Louise into one of the best defenders uh, or, or holding midfielders, whichever way we want to play him, then what the fuck is Conte doing in a job? Because that's his job, yeah. isn't it? And, and I think if, I mean, that's just really interesting. You picked up uh, uh, on a lot of the uh, things I, I made a point of in my latest CFC UK article, which will be out for the next game. But I, you just reminded me, actually, of talking about Jose. I called Jose the Mrs. Spanky dominatrix of football <laughs> for his lo- for his loathing of ill-discipline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Written. Thank uh, you. I thought you'd like very that. Very good, I t- yes. I've taken hang on, to- though. Hang what? on. Hang what? on, though. What? 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 Are you saying that Conti doesn't like discipline? No, no, I'm not. I'm just referring to the fact that Mourinho got rid of him like the Mrs. Spank- Mrs. Spanky dominatrix of football because he doesn't like players who, who he perceives are not disciplined enough. And I think, just to pick up on what Tony was saying, you know, and Clayton, we're going to have Kante playing in front of him. OK, most players have got an error in them. We accept that. But also, um, you know, Conte, I believe, was, a, was, a, was a, a very good defender and, of course, an Italian defender. So if anybody can, you know, maybe coach Luis a little bit in terms of positional play, and I think that, that and, and when, to, when to go in and when not to go in, I would... Hope that it was him. Just to move this on a bit, because I've got a thing to plug, so we can't witter on about Louise for the whole show. But uh, um, there's been a lot of uh, interesting talk about where he might play. And I, again, Tony alluded to this a minute ago. You know, will he be? Will it be in a back four? Will, will it allow? And of course, don't forget, we've got this Alonso kid as well. Will it allow Conte to play the, his back three, Jonathan, which apparently he likes to do? Which is apparently what I said in my opening uh, salvo there. Oh, yeah. I think I'd gone to make a cup of tea when you were saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mentioned it. I think I'm. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that I, my role tonight is going to be the uh, uh, the man who uh, everybody slightly disapproves of. So um, the contrarian. Yeah, the contrarian. No, I've, well, um, I just have these. I just think we, we we've all we're all looking at this with through rose coloured specs because there were more people. Um, uh, despairing of uh, Louise um, during his 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 time at the bridge um, than than were enjoying him um, leaping about like a like a salmon. Um, but it, Mark, please play play close t- attention to what I said. He really when in his first in his first appearance, whether Conti can change this, I think Conti can change it. Um, he re- he didn't go for the ball in the penalty area a lot. He would just he would back off. And it was something that drove me absolutely around the twist. And the bloke next to me, who was a, um, a defender, kept saying, he's not playing it. He's not going for the ball. He's not going for the ball. He kept saying all the time. So it was just something we were very keen on. Um, I know I think I think he'll be if he plays in this, the three, the, it's a question of whether he tries the three or whether he whether he has a go at it as part of his tactics. He's bound to because he's very tactically aware content. Conti. So, uh, so yeah, I think he he'll put him in the three. It's a question of who he picks. Now he's got the alternative. I mean, I think we, we're we're missing the fact that Alonso is a big purchase because it means he's got this. He's got the, the all these other options now. And as you said earlier, yes, he he's he's actually bought the he's bought the set. And to me, it makes makes it it, it 
it makes it more vivid as to how completely useless Baba was. The fact that he doesn't figure at all. And we've paid exactly the same amount of money for another player who actually had very good stats in uh, in um, the Italian league last year. Apparently, his, uh, it, it, I can't remember which one it was particularly. It wasn't tackles. It was just setting up. I think it was setting up goals as an attacker. But let's hope his defending is as good as his attacking, because I, I don't know whether he was terribly good when he played for Bolton. Um, well, you know, who knows? I can't remember that far back. But I mean, just look, no. I just want to, I just want to wrap this up because we can talk about Alonso and, and and we can get into this a bit in a bit more depth in part two. But you know, yes. what what I would say, I mean, you know, I, I I accept I accept that you know, Louise is not, you know, he, he has got errors in him. We know he has. His concentration goes. He. He leaps in, you know, but you can say that about so many players. There is no such thing. I know Jonathan and I have this argument every week. I'm a, I'm a pragmatist, and uh, Jonathan is a, is a perfectionist, and this is where we tend to veer apart on these things. But I tell you one thing that we haven't considered. And it was really odd. I, I, I was away last week with some very very old friends who were, who don't support Chelsea, but they but they love football. And, um, you know, they're all old like me, so they grew up watching football in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And we were all saying that the trouble with modern football now is it's... Well, there are so many things wrong with modern football, but one of them is the fact that it's become very sterile and all of the players are are basically very media-trained and there are basically no characters or personalities left in the game. And what I would say about... What I would say about David Luiz and why I absolutely thoroughly embrace this signing is he clearly wants to play for Chelsea. He couldn't wait to get back. He, he, he genuinely, I think, loves the club. He plays with 150% passion. He's as mad as a barrel of monkeys and he has a big, big character and personality. And I think Tony mentioned it earlier too. He, he brings with him some sorely needed leadership qualities. So if it's just for that, I would accept him making a few ricks now and again because I think it means a lot. Anyway, that's my final point on it. We will pick this up, no doubt, in part two. But I need to uh, uh, do the breaking news for the fan. The only one, the only one I haven't got on this, incidentally, for our fan duel from the Burnley weekend is Jonathan's. But maybe while I'm prattling on, he can remember what he got, and uh, hopefully not as much as me. But I'm not holding out a lot of hope this week. Oh, Chidge, I, I got involved. I got Did involved, you? and I got more than you. Well. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, sorry, sorry, well, if you sorry. can t- tell sorry. me when you finished, and hopefully you and Jonathan can both find out what you got and let me know, and then I can include that in there. But anyway, just as a reminder, Fan Duel is a new type of uh, fantasy football game, and it knocks the hell out of uh, your average betting on a game. It's a bit, a little, it's a little bit like betting because you win money uh, if you if you get a lot of uh, points in your fantasy football team, which you select differently every weekend for a different game to play, and it's wonderful. Uh, but basically, you select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures, so you're not actually locked in for the whole season, which is kind of normally how fantasy football works and therefore drives me to despair. Uh, but you can play and you can actually watch live because you've got an app that allows you to see the points going on to your players as it happens. And of course, if you're good enough, you win some money and it all happens in one day, which is great. Now, you can play for free or you can put your own money on the line for bigger payouts. Now, the other thing I should add is that uh, I, I, one of the things where it works so well, in my opinion, is that it, it was designed by football fans like us, and it's also powered by Optus Stats. So it's more than just you know buying strikers, he banging goals every week because you know uh, you also get passes and interceptions and tackles and blocks and saves and God knows what else. Everything that happens in terms of stats in football will count to points for your players. So you basically get 100 million to spend on your team. Get on it. Uh, but first of all, before we uh, talk about this week's competition, I've got the results from the last weekend, which included uh, Chelsea's game against Burnley. 
Now, I know the boys. Well, uh, Jonathan and Clayton, have you got your uh, scores ready? I thought uh, I'd given them to you. I did last week. I did last week as well. Can you remember what you got? Uh, no. <laughs> look at your app. Yeah, Clayton. Clayton, what, Clayton what I, did you get? I got, I got 200 point two. So 200 and then point two five. Okay, so, so at the moment that would put you in fourth place. Yes, and would. you would have won no money. Correct. I, I won precisely no money. I had an absolute shocker. I, I came up with some, some, you know, what I thought was a, a genius idea to basically pick a team that, because you can only pick four out of any one team. So for us, that would be Chelsea. And I thought, wouldn't it be a good idea to pick four Chelsea players and then every other player would be, um, would, would be an ex-Chelsea player? Because then basically it would be all Chelsea, right? What a stupid plum I am. I, I, I got 154 points, which put me 1,393rd out of 1,459. So that's my worst performance to date. So I, I am no doubt squarely rooted to the bottom. Even Jonathan won't have done as badly as me. Um, excuse so, me. Excuse me. I did quite well the week before. So okay, please, so thank you. What, what, so what did you thank get? Thank you. I know, I, I know I'm the whipping boy today, but please, excuse me. What did you get last week? What did you get last week? I can't find it. I'm looking for it now. I did like that. Even Jonathan. <laughs> He's been rubbish every week. You see, Tony, you see my role in this. You see my role. <laughs> I'm <laughs> beginning to. Yes. Chigi and the Stooges. I'm the scapegoat. I can't get it to work on the app. I'm going to have to look it up on the internet. I'm in, oh, I'm in front right. of my computer right. now. Just, just shout at me when you've got it and I'll carry on. With I, will, the show. I will. I will. Okay, I will. I will. There is no way on God's earth that Jonathan has beaten Ross, Dan or Marco. So I'm going to give you the top three. Ross Mooring. Ross Mooring. Shut up. Ross Mooring, 563rd with 219.50 points. He got no money for that. Uh, Dan Silver was uh, 292nd, and basically the top 400, I think, paid out uh, with 237 points. He won a tenner, and Marco does it again. I tell you, Marco is bloody good at this. He's done it again. Uh, he came 63rd, uh, and he got 263.75 points, and he won, a, won 15 quid. And I can tell you with whom he won, uh, with whom, uh, if I can speak proper English, he won that. He had Shea given in goal, uh, somebody I don't know as a right back Baines, Dan, Davies Pogba, Hazard Townsend, Matic or Mares. I actually Mares and Tadic and Diego so he still managed to get a few Chelsea players in but well done Marco that was superb Bonnie Rig Blues keeps asking me on Mixler what on earth is this called it's called Fan Duel F-A-N-D-U-E-L there's an app uh, if you can download it, but they're on Twitter. FanDuel UK is what you want to follow on Twitter. Or if you want to go to their website, it's uh, fanduel.co.uk. And yes, you can just join in even though the season has started. That's the point. It's a different game. It's like you start afresh every weekend, join one of the games, and off you jolly well go. It, we, we've had, honestly, I hate this kind of stuff normally, but I've had a huge amount of fun, um, apart from when I come rock bottom of the table like I have this week. Jonathan, have you found where you, what your result? I'm on the website. Okay, still hasn't found it. Okay, never mind. Right, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to. Right, I'm going to let you know what. Uh, oh, by the way, you lot. I mean, the the other point of this is that if you 
uh, all sign up and join in and put a team in the same competition as us, you can compete against us. And I would love to know how you've done in that. So let, let us know on Mixler on the Monday when we discuss it or just tweet us and let us know how you got on because I can't believe for the life of me that most of you are as rubbish as I am, but I'd be delighted to know if there are a few that are better than Marco. Now, this week, uh, we are entering the £7,500 fan favourite and uh, it's only a fiver to enter. There are, some, amazingly enough, there are £7,500 worth of prizes and uh, the top 400 get paid. Uh, and the well, I found thing it. Is, I found oh, it. Oh, right. Found well, breaking news, breaking news. What did you get, Jonathan? Uh, 210.5 points. So, yeah, yeah, you, you, you would have come fourth, but you still beat me handsomely. So that's not Thank bad you. for you. Yeah, you... So yeah, me and I Jonathan, had... Um, me and Jonathan have been duking it out for, for the relegation scrap. We've basically been in relegation form all season, haven't we, mate? Yeah, but I had some good players in. I had... Yeah. Um, I had uh, Ibrahimovic and Rooney in. Oh, Rooney's shit, though, isn't he? And I had um, I had uh, me in it. I like me from Burnley. I think he's a good player. Do you like him? I like him because he's called me, which must must cause terrible consternation in the dressing room. Okay, when, when he said you've just given me an idea. I'm now going to do an eleven this weekend with silly names. Yes, perfect. Yes, okay. yes. I remember when I was on Nuts yeah. TV. Uh, we made a little video. You know, you do these kind of like two minute videos that you you bung into a show. Um, and it was basically on, 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 it was called the Shit Eleven. And it basically had players that uh, had names that had something to do with poo. Uh, so um, we had oh, da- Danny Shitu. Danny Shitu was number one. Yeah, good. You're very good. Um, yeah, and I can't, yeah. I wish I could remember who was in it, but it was all along that theme. And we managed to construct an entire 11 out of uh, names that had something to do with poo. And we called it the Shit Eleven. It was absolutely, you don't get TV made like that today, mate, I tell you. Anyway, I must carry Antonio, on. Antonio, Antonio, uh, uh, yes, you need to have names. Sorry, I'm not right. thinking. Yeah. Anyway, I must yeah. carry on because we need to get through this and then we'll we go to part two. But basically, uh, yes, so um, enter the 7,500 fan favourite this weekend. It's five quid to enter, 7,500 quid in prizes. The top 400 get paid. It covers all of the fixtures this weekend. That's a bit of a departure because normally it's just like a Saturday or a Sunday, but it's all of the fixtures this weekend. And the reason for that is that they are introducing something that they call late swap and it's a new feature which means you can make changes to your team once the contest has started so as long as the players in question haven't actually kicked off the app will come out uh, yeah so basically i see what they mean because there'll be different start times so you could uh, you know whilst it started at say half 12 you can s- suddenly add in players uh, who aren't due to kick off until three or half five i see where they're going with that that's interesting they're going to update the app uh, this week's and it'll come out on Wednesday or Thursday for that. Now, most importantly of all, if you sign up with the promo code Chelsea Fan, FanDuel will refund your entry fee if you don't win cash in your first contest. You've got to be a new sign up for that. So the five pound entry fan favourite that we've all entered, use the offer, enter your team against ours. If you don't win cash, you'll get that entry fee refunded. Now go to fanduel.co.uk. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L and enter the promo code, code Chelsea Fan to bag the offer now you must be 18 or over to enter and based in the uk and please play responsibly right after the break we're going to be taking a a more in-depth look at chelsea's summer business and discuss what we think of the new signings and chelsea's transfer window as a whole and where does it leave the loanies and the youth we'll be back in a sec the only place for chelsea fans footballfancast.com real fans real opinions 
I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and I'm delighted to be joined by the ever-so-lovely Jonathan Kidd. Oh. The uh, the award-winning author, Mr. Clayton Goalie59 Beerman. Good evening. And as I like to call him, the Reverend Tony Glover, the High Priest of the Podding Shed. Bonsoir. Hello. Um, Tony, I've got a question for you, actually. Um, talking about the, What's happening with the Podding Shed? Uh, I don't know. Um, it seems that, um, that, that talking of transfers and stuff, you know. Yeah, it, look, it does look like um, at least uh, one of the guys, Mark, has decided to hang his boots up and um, uh, and go into some sort of other form of punditry or or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm basically sitting on it just for a couple of weeks while I think about. Uh, what I don't want to do is do a, a kind of relaunch, the same as Top Gear. You know, do I want to just go and you don't you want know, to be get the Chris Evans of the podding? Show. No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I thought I did a sterling job of, of sort of taking over the helm from um, Johnny last year um, oh, when when he did. decided to go. Um, uh, but it's just really just you, know, you you know as well as I do, Chid. You've got to have the people who will, who are not frightened and won't seize up. You want somebody who's not going to sit there going, oh, I don't know. You want somebody who's going to sit there and and like a spark underneath people's arses or whatever you know uh so it, it, it's in a hiatus and I'll, I'll 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 have a think about it in the next week or so and uh come up with a plan for its resurrection i don't think we're going to kill it off altogether i think mm. um it, it's too much of a kind of left field alternative to this you know and, and there's a place for both i totally i've always thought that and I, and I love it i mean it's the only one i ever listened to to be honest but um, listen, mate, I have to, I'll be very upfront and frank with you. You know, you're always welcome on here as much as you like. You know that. And the, the advantage of that is you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to do anything other than be there because I love no. you. <laughs> you know, I know no. it's a lot of ball aches uh, creating a show and, and finding yeah. who's free and available and la, 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 la. You are, yeah. you, are you know, you, know you're, you, you can come here on a free anytime you want, mate. You've okay, sussed out like a lazy bastard, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I know what it's like, mate. I know what it's like. Yeah. But I do agree with. I mean, maybe what we'll do would be like a super group, wouldn't it? You see, because actually that means we've got like one from the one from the Chelsea podcast, Jonathan, one from the Podding Shed, and then me, kind of the last of the originals of the fan cast. It'll be like a super group. We could be like the cream. See what I've done here? The cream of Chelsea podcasts. Oh, that's good. That is yeah. good. That is yeah. good. I'll be but, Eric uh, you know Clapton. What? I'll, I'll be Eric Clapton. You can be Jack. Yeah. You can be Jack Bruce, and uh, Jonathan can be Ginger Baker. Yes, and our, got, our album. Our album should be badge, shouldn't it? Oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. good. With yeah. the Chelsea badge on it, you see. Or Desai gears. That would it be? Yeah, just Desai gears. That's very clever, Chidge. My I goodness me! Like oh. me. I'm on fire tonight. Wheels on fire and fire. Oh, oh explain, God, it's explain. Uh, oh God, that's much. even better. God, it's bloody hell, Chidge has got Chidge right, got I'm three gonna, albums. Three albums I'm, in with puns. Fantastic. I'm going to stop the show now because it, it just won't get any better. I, I'm going to like quit while I'm ahead, I think. No, but anyway, I think so we've run it. You, you need great blind faith for that, though, don't you, what you just very did? Very good. Very good. Is... Very good. Okay, enough, 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 because somebody's actually brought us right down. They've popped our balloon with a humongous bang, and it is my lovely friend Andy Silverman who says, you mean the travelling Wilburys? <laughs> I mean, hold, hold on a minute. I mean, Jeff Lynn and Tom Petty <laughs> were in there. 
I think I think more it would be more like the traveling traveling dangleberries than the traveling <laughs> wilburys here. But there you go. Let's talk football. Enough of our nonsense. This is what I love about having Tony on the show, Jonathan, and you, Clayton. We just descend into old man gibberish and nonsense. I love it. Okay, <laughs> the best right. Type. Where are, where, where are we? Oh, we're, 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 I'm Stanford Chidge. We're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and I'm with the traveling, traveling Dangleberries tonight, who are Jonathan Clayton and uh, Tony Glover. Anyway, I think we should really talk about the. Uh, I think we should really talk about the the transfer window. Let's just talk about the players that we've signed so far, because of course, if you remember, there was all this, as, to, as Tony would say, there was all this nappy shitting about who and who we haven't signed and why we haven't signed anybody. And blah, blah, blah. But actually, in the end of the day, we signed Kante. Um, as a, a you know a dynamic uh, tackling, good distributing defensive midfielder, something that we clearly needed, and I would argue is possibly one of the best in the business. We we've signed a an experienced backup goalkeeper uh, because we let um, we got Bekovic already. We've kept him, and there was some debate about whether he would go, and we've got uh, Eduardo in to replace uh, Jamal Blackman, who's gone off on loan. We've got Batshuayi in as our second striker, who is a different kind of player to Costa. Can probably play out there on his own, but can also play with Costa when required. He's young, he's fast, he's got good technique, and he's definitely got bags of potential. But I think he's he's kind of better than a, you know, oh, he's only got potential, we'll give him a few games. I think this, this kid's way better than that. And now we've got Alonso, who, is he a left or a right back? Shout first. Left. Left. Left, left. thank you. So he's a left back, which means that that hopefully uh, in my book means we can probably play Aspie on the right if we want to play. Four I've said this. Back. I've said this. Yeah, all right. I said this earlier when you were having your you were having your tea. Yeah, well, just be quiet and we'll get there. I'm just reiterating it, Jonathan. You know, it's what we do. Thank you. Uh, anyway, you Alonso, said, as Jonathan has already said, you should have said. And you'll be asking me to say as John, copyright Jonathan Kidd for any word that he said in the show. Anyway, look, we got we got. No, Alonso, I won't. It's a, it's a it's a position that we've needed to fill, as we all know. And you know, he's played in the Premier League, so he's got a bit of experience here. He, he, Conte really fancies him, so that's good enough for me. And we've now got David Luiz, which is a centre back. So I think if you look at it in the round, it's a pretty good transfer window. Um, we've kind of pretty much covered all the base that he wants. I admit that we haven't got the first choices that he wanted. The only thing that concerns me, Tony, is that there's an eminent lack of a a third striker in that mix. I couldn't agree more, um, but I'm not quite sure um, whether we ultimately really need a third striker. In there. I mean, we should be getting we should be getting goals from the likes. Of, well, Hazard's already started to show that he he's got more goals in him than he had last season. Um, I think there are one or two other players that could step up to the mark here a little bit as well. Um, Oscar, um, and we will talk about my views on him when we get to the point about um, anybody we should have got rid of. Uh, next or whatever, but um, you know there are one or two other players that I think could could contribute a bit, a bit more. Now um, Patrick Bamford seems to have fallen out of favour, and where's he gone off to again? He's gone off somewhere else, isn't he? Burnley. I think Burnley. Burnley, um, and yet he's not. Uh, has he done more than thirty seconds on a on a pitch or uh, in our first team? I'm not even sure he's done that. He's never, um, he's never, he's never played for our first. Yeah, team. Yeah, and you you do wonder whether or not I mean we seem to have this you know we've, we're obviously going to cover it at some point but 38 players out on loan and and we don't seem to be any further to getting any of the them into the squad so we are short in that sense of an established striker I still think there's a bit of um is, is not Rubens Loftus-Cheek potentially someone that could well that's, that's an in- that yeah role. I mean that's an, that's an interesting point isn't it Tony because you know Conte was kind of 
you know, saying as much uh, not that long ago that he thought that uh, that that Loftus Cheek could probably fulfil that role. Um, who knows? I mean, Jonathan's got strong views on. What do you think about that, Jonathan? Actually, I might as well talk to you now about it now because I know you're not a massive fan, are you? No, no. Um, he's just so untried and tested. I don't think they can find a position for him. His best position is midfield, obviously. But if he can't fit him in there, he's got this whole Abramovich thing behind it, hasn't he? Abramovich thinks he is the one and is pushing for him to be the almost the sole representative of the of, of people coming out of the academy. Um, whereas I think it'll it'll ultimately be Christensen, I think, who uh, will, will automatically slot into the first team when he's back from um, from Germany at the end of the year. Um, but uh, no, I, I I don't know I don't know where you fit him in. I. I I think we're gonna we're gonna regret not having an extra striker and getting rid of Remy and Remy, poor old Remy, who's the who just never seemed to get it right and should have been a much. We we discussed him in the last show, didn't we? He should have been the uh, the answer. He should have because he's a he, apparently his his goals to games ratio, the amount of time he was on the pitch was phenomenal. I didn't realize that until he'd gone till he'd he, been. Uh, He's made a glass, though, isn't he? He's made a bit of glass. I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd have a game and then he'd be out for then two he'd or three games. Then he'd be injured. Games. Absolutely. Yeah. Major problem. He was always getting injured. Absolutely agree. But I, I think they've got... One of the things is, is Solanke's still about because he was injured and didn't go off on loan. Um, so they might give him a go. But my the few times I've seen him play, he's struggled in the first team. It's the step up. They can't make the step up. Uh, despite what everybody wants, and they, everybody keeps saying, "Yeah, hey, you got to give them a chance." It's very difficult to give them a chance because they just can't. It's it's it's, that, it's Jonathan, really pressurised, you know. Jonathan, Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan that, Jonathan, that becomes catch twenty two, doesn't it? This is the trouble. I mean, I, yeah. I, I accept I, I accept what you say. I mean, if they're not good enough, they're not good enough. But you don't know if they're not good enough until you give them a chance. And well, no, an example chance, is, is you don't is, find is, out is, if they're not good enough. On FanDuel, Van Arnholt has about thirty eight. Yeah, He's one of the yeah. top. Yeah. Top performers, you know, we, he played dreadfully under one of the reasons Ancelotti was given the boot because he gave him and uh, um, who was the other player ago uh, um, in the, the, the loss against the three nil against Sunderland, I think it was, and we lost and he gave them all a go and they and it didn't work out. Um, so it, I, it's it's you know it's almost as if they I, I I'm I'm, sort of, I'm a fan of the loan system because I think it means that they do get an opportunity to see if they're they're doing well at other clubs and if they can bring them in into the first team it's great but as yet no nobody's really got it together to to actually impress to think yeah they're good enough like Aki didn't quite hack it at uh, uh, Watford, um, and he's gone on, gone on again. He's now with Bournemouth, isn't he? If he he's does well, Bournemouth is exactly that's the trouble, isn't it? They're always on the bench. They've got to force themselves into the first team. They've got to make that effort. Is that with Piazon at the moment? Well, I tell you, the other one is Callas, who I'm, I've thought was fantastic when he played for us, doing very well at Fulham. And Fulham look, look, Fulham are worth a punt actually for coming straight back up. No, we're not coming straight back up because they've been down, but being being relegated, being um, promoted now this season because they're looking very good and he's looking excellent. I've got a mate who's a Fulham fan who just says, "God bloody hell, your callous player is brilliant." So you know, I think if they're the right environment, then they'll they can be slotted in. But it's playing not play, not getting an opportunity and not playing for very good teams. They just disappear, don't they? Yeah, Clayton. I mean, it's it's a, Jonathan makes some good points there actually, particularly about uh, uh, you know about. They need if they do go out on loan. I mean, I know we drifted off to the whole youth thing, but why not? You know, but if they do go out on loan and they make a name for themselves and they play really well, that's when they should come back and get a chance. And and I, I think you know, as Jonathan said, Christensen is the is is you know, 
the most obvious example of that because I mean he he's played so well at uh, Munch and Gladbach that they they desperately want to buy him, don't they? Yeah, they do, but um, it doesn't work like that. I it, what Jonathan said is one hundred percent correct. But Patrick Bamford two years ago won Championship Player of the Year, scored a shed load of goals for Middlesbrough, and did get looking. So how does that work? That is somebody yeah. who went out on loan, proved himself. Well, that did, it, no did, it did, yeah, but it did coincide with a certain uh, manager returning to Stamford Bridge who doesn't play the youth. Or, I mean, I know he says no. he does. Well, I mean, yeah. okay, just 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 to con- focus on that a bit because I mean, you know, I know he says he does, and he comes out with all sorts of bullshit statistics to prove no, it. That's tells you, I mean, you know, hang on, let me finish. I mean, he tries to prove that that he does, but it's all bullshit. And he, the first thing he's done at United is to start clearing out their youth. So you know. Uh, I, I think Bamford's misfortune was that he had his excellent season, the season that Mourinho came back when he wasn't going to get a look in. Yeah, no, I, well, that, that, that's that's definite. I mean, the thing is that just going back to the original question, the transfer window, am I happy with it? I think the we made the best purchase of any player. I, I, I think with the exception of perhaps Pogba, but the money for that was bonkers, was Kante. I mean you could have signed nobody else and that would have been a good transfer window as far as I'm concerned. Um, backup goalkeeper, who knows? Batshuayi looks very good. Alonso, fantastic if he actually gets a game. You know, is he going to be the third left back that we buy that we don't play? I don't know. The other two coincided with uh, with Jose's madness, in my opinion. I mean, Philip Luiz, every time you see him play for Atletico Madrid, he is absolutely outstanding. Yes, um, agreed, agreed, agreed. We, we never got, let him go. We, yeah, we, we got we got rid of we got rid of um of Bertrand. Apparently he wanted first team football and he wanted to play, so good luck to him and he's gone away. So that's another left back, a decent left back that we got rid of. So a lot of these problems we've created ourselves yeah. and whether it's through the management, whether it's through the, the the club's overall strategy, although I don't actually believe they've got one, um, I don't know because just going back to Louise and, and and the whole thing about everybody saying, well, fantastic, when he left, uh, we got 50 million for him. Um, great. It, it was a great bit of business. But the one thing that we don't seem to do, and, and, and this is, I think, is why our squad's declined over the last couple of years, is that we sell players, but we don't bring anybody in. I mean, how, how can this have been a successful transfer window? I'm contradicting myself what I said about Kante. We have, <laughs> we have left ourselves with two strikers we we've got aspirations of being in the champions league of of winning the title and we've left ourselves with two strikers i know that we've got other people that can score goals but what other top team have got two strikers the thing with solanke with jonathan was talking about solanke's been in dispute because yes i i i believe it's his father who manages him has, has put they wanted 50 grand a week. I know that we discussed this last season. Insane. Absolutely insane. You know, he is a very good prospect. Um, and, but he's left. I mean, the, the, I don't know if anybody saw the thing today about Chaloba. Chaloba's about to get his 88th England cap, ranging from under-13s up to where he is now. 88 and hasn't made a first-team appearance yet for Chelsea. Yeah, but the good crazy. news is, the good news is, he's in the squad, and I yeah. do believe that Conte will, where he can, play these guys. I, I really do. 
I mean, the, 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 this... the, the, full, the full squad, the sorry. full squad. Oh, sorry, mate. The full squad, Clayton, is you know, in terms of the youth that we that we've got, is interesting. It's actually, good. It's, it's yeah. Solanke, Chaloba, Tamori, Aina, and Loftus Cheek. Yeah, but what I was just, I just want to, the, the, I just want to round off. My final point is, we have arrived at where we are, and you look at the squad and you think that squad's good. I'm not saying it's brilliant. I'm not saying it's where it was, but it's got a chance to develop under a fantastic manager. My question is, is that the squad that Conte wanted? Well, because I was good. That, that, thank that you. Is, that is yeah. the most important thing. Good, good segue because you know I think I think that the I mean you know okay we kind of have kind of sorted out a lot of the problems, but it's kind of isn't it? And there was a real sense to me that yet again we left it too late, and yet again we ended up panicking, uh, and and it and it left me really with two uh, two two issues here. And I think you're right. I think there was a real sense uh, with this that Conte was actually quite frustrated with it and and not getting the number one targets that he wanted and expected. And I think what flows down from that is that are we actually, as a club, still able to compete at the top level financially or otherwise? And by otherwise, I mean, you know, the fact that we're not in the Champions League this year may have had an effect. But, you know, financially, City, uh, in terms of England now, City and United have got far more far more money to spend than us. And that's before you even, you know, start getting into Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. So have yeah, we slipped down a notch or two, Tony? No. I don't think so. I think, um, you know, I, I think Roman is probably slowly coming around to the fact that financial fair play means bugger all. Barcelona, Real Madrid, City, they've all ignored Tottenham it for years. Alone. No, we're not allowed to do that, are we? No, but, you know, it, it is that kind of thing. And I think actually... Um, I think... I think it probably just shows that we're a little bit more careful because you know there's no doubt we've um, we've possibly squandered some money in the past on players that we've bought in that really just have been rubbish or haven't had had a look in or whatever. Um, so I, I I don't think you know it was going to be difficult getting those targets. Not number one because Conti didn't actually officially start till after the Euros. Um, seems to have kept good to his word that he was going to concentrate on Italy and therefore probably had little input or whatever. Um, financial on the the Champions League, I don't buy that. I, I, players are mercenary bastards. That's the end of it. You know, glory's great. But if you stick 250 grand in someone's pocket, I think they'd be quite happy, you know, if they never won bugger all, really. Yeah, but when, but the, point, the point is, Tony, is I wonder how, how prepared we are as a club to do that anymore. Well, because then I, it becomes... I kind of, because of, well, there's this kind of adherence towards financial fair play and, and yes. you know, making the, you know, balancing the books, which... You know that 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 didn't well, happen ten years ago, did it? No, UEFA have have relaxed it a little bit anyway, haven't they? I think they realised that it was just you yeah, know, but we, we're still adhe- we're we're still adhering to something that has been relaxed. Yes, um, uh, and whilst I get that, I think it, it will it will hamper us in in some of the bigger negotiations. I don't think I think it's more about you know you if you walked into a pub and said I'll tell you what mate I'll have a pint at Timmy Taylor landlord and I'll give you twenty quid for it and everyone else is sitting there going well, fuck me you could get it for a fiver what what are you doing you know I mean it it becomes that kind of mental daft stuff if City want to piss their money out the wall and fine get on with it they're going to find they're in the same position as we were where you knock on someone's door and say um, hello we're, we're quite interested in your player and it's the old thing of you know we you prepared to pay 10 million for him are you well if you prepare to pay 10 you're prepared to pay probably 15 or 20 and I think it, it, it would get out of control um, and ultimately there would have to be some hard political limits put on it you know um, oh, I, I 
financial fair play had some fairly good principles behind it, but it did actually stop any small club who comes across a sugar daddy or whatever, who, who, you know, if if some mad old billionaire wants to, you know, spunk his money by getting Darlington into the Premier League, then let him do it. You know, and Mm. I've got no problem with that. I do think that this shows a little bit more financial prudence on our part. Mm. um, And actually, this year was going to be more difficult. This is a team that finished 10th, so you're hardly selling the greatest thing. Yeah, I think we've been bruised by, uh, as as Clayton put it, Jose's madness. We've let some, you know, I'll go back to what I said last season, Chidge. When you look at the list of players that went out compared to what he bought in, that's that was mental. It was it was off the scale of lunacy, I think. De Bruyne, uh, in terms of quality. Well, you know, but oh, it doesn't matter. There were so many of them, Matt and Louise, all those sort of players that have gone. Uh, I think we can compete. I think we're just being a bit more careful about it. And I, th- I think it's probably going to be more and, and it will become more like the game. It will become a tactical game of, of who to focus on, what you can offer them. OK, and the personality of the manager as well. I think that's going to be a huge one. I really do. I, I, you know what? seems it, to have that link with the players that perhaps Jose didn't. Well, I think I think some of the players, I can't remember who, who said it actually in the press, but it came out, I think, uh, last week that uh, one of the players was said it's really nice to play for a manager who actually, oh, it was Hazard, wasn't it? Uh, was playing for a played. manager who actually actually played at the top level, which is a dig against Mourinho if ever there was yes. one. But I, I do, I, you <laughs> know, if you think, if you think about, um, that's a really good point, actually, Tony, if you think about what happened. You know, the, the way that the Champions League winning squad was was comprehensively dismantled so, you know, so soon after we'd won it. And and the rapidity with which, you know, A, I think Mourinho was quite involved with that, but also getting rid of a lot of the players that we bought as a consequence of winning the Champions League. And you tend to get, you know, marquee players as a result of winning that has been quite staggering. And I think we overlooked that. And the other thing, just to wrap this up... Um, it is an interesting time, I think, for transfers. And I think that, you know, generally, unless you're prepared to bung a huge amount of money at it, at like City and, and United in particular have done, because of the TV money that's come in this year, it's been very, very difficult for English clubs to get value. And, and actually, Conte, whilst he showed frustration that he wasn't getting, you know, his first targets, I think he also made that point that actually, you know, the club are not prepared to get mugged off, frankly. And, I mean, in a sense... You know, we might not like it, but I kind of respect that. So there we go. Yeah. Right, we we need to move on. Chidge, can uh, I just say one one thing? Well, only if you're champ- ten seconds. I'm counting now. Right, one. The Champions League. Four of our five players that we bought came from champ- teams that are in the Champions League this year. So the Champions League is not important. Okay, thank you, Clayton. That was actually a good point. And you know what? You're a real pro because that was ten seconds. Right, we have some brilliant, brilliant news for all of you out there who like this sort of thing. Um, I do because uh, we have won this particular award twice, which is uh, more, no no other anything blog, podcast, you name it has won the football blogging awards twice, as far as I'm aware. But we've certainly won the pod, the podcasting uh, award twice. So there we go. So I, I love this thing. So the bottom line is voting in. The Football Blogging Awards has started. It started today at midday, uh, September the 5th, for those of you listening tomorrow. Um, and uh, we need your votes. We need your votes massively because they're going in through the, their nomination stage uh, before they go, you know, you get nominated. If you get enough votes to be nominated, you then go through to the final. 
And you can vote for us in one of two ways. Uh, you can either do it through the website, which is footballbloggingawards.co.uk, and you go, uh, you basically vote for Chelsea Fancast in the best football podcast category. Or you can do it through Twitter by tweeting, I'm voting in at the FBAS for at Chelsea Fancast as the best football hashtag podcast. Um, quite simple, same as it was last year. I will be putting this up on Twitter and Facebook and places yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest. So uh, um, you'll be pl- you have plenty of opportunities to do so. Now vote for Chelsea Fancast in the best football podcast category and make sure we get nominated so we're in for that chance to retain the title we won for the second time last year. Um, you can also nominate us for the judges' choice. And uh, actually, one of the judges there will be none other than Paul King Canners Cannaville, who, of course, has been on this show many a time. So if Paul doesn't vote for us, there'll be trouble. Um, now, voting in the nominations round ends on the 26th of September, and finalists will be released uh, on October the 5th which causes a problem because that's when I'm away for two weeks. So if we lose, it's all my fault for buggering off to Canada and the United States. So there we go. That aside, there is only one Chelsea fan cast. So let's make it a hat trick. Uh, and while you're at it, um, actually, if you could vote for these guys, it would be very lovely and special too. Uh, and that would be Chelsea HQ as the best social football account and the Chelsea fans channel as the best video blog because uh, they're good mates of ours and we like them. So there we go. Do your duty. And as Martin, as Dr. Mart was always fond of saying, vote early and vote often. Well, actually, don't don't vote uh, often because you'll get banned. <laughs> but in, 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 in the spirit of Dr. Mart, just get in there and vote for us. That's all we're asking you to do now. Uh, after the break, we're going to look back at Chelsea's victory against Burnley and assess Conte and the team's unbeaten start of the season. We'll also have a quick chat about the Bats getting in the way of the Stamford Bridge development and uh, also ask what the implications are of former referee Mark Halsey's bombshell comments about the PGMOL. We'll be back in a second. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, we're in part three. And I've got with me the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Oh, Chidge. We have the erudite uh, Clayton Beerman, award winning author. Good evening. And we have the absolutely marvellous uh, stooge for my awful jokes, the uh, wonderful Tony Glover. Guaranteed laughter. It's like, it's like, it's what is it? It's like Tony and Chidge's laughing, isn't it? <laughs> Correct, it is, yes, and I can't help it, mate. It does make me laugh. It, it cheers me up. No end doing this. Well, it cheers Hooray! us up. Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, number one, I should say, it, it def- I, mean, I think the boys would, would, would agree with me on this, but it cheers us up immensely to have you on the show. And uh, I would also say it's it's a shame that this is the first time you've been on the show this season. We started at the beginning of August, but of course you were up France, weren't you? I was indeed, and um, I, I value my three or four weeks in France greatly. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a good chance to switch the whole mind off of everything to do with everything and just concentrate on wine and French bread and um whatever you might view on croissants. the beach walking past you. And croissants, of course, as well, yeah. Peaches, yeah. Tony. 
Peaches. Peaches. Looking at the peaches. <laughs> exactly. <on> the... <laughs> you know where I'm coming from on this. I do. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Let's talk more football. Um, um, apparently, who knew? Um, a couple of weeks ago, Chelsea played Burnley at home, but annoyingly, I missed it, and so did uh, you missed the fan cast on the Monday, because like Tony, I decided it was time for me to go and have a bit of brain surgery and a, and a nice long rest. Actually, I was doing far from that, but I was with some old friends for a week, and uh, I had a great time. But... Uh, I think everybody who managed to go to Stamford Bridge on that very Saturday also had a great time because uh, a certain Eden Hazard was on fire. Uh, I think he's absolutely hit his straps, hasn't he, hasn't he, Jonathan? Wonderful. Played wonderfully against Burnley. The, t- the team was great, actually. Uh, it was unrelenting. There was a small period where they lost energy a bit. I think um, the second half where Burnley had about three shots, but uh, three corners. Uh, and we thought they might score, but the defence was good. No, it was just it was a great performance. Um, they're looking wonderful. But uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, um, about the discipline of it, and I, I like the the fact he's very keen on uh, on the wingers occupying the space, and particularly um, and Moses comes on as a kind of uh, you know. Chidge, J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel? If you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Late hit man. um, And came on and played very well. All the subs played very well. Um, Batshuayi came on and was, you know, he's a terrific player. Um, it was very impressive performance, um, and it's 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 rigidly uh, you have to rigidly adhere to the game plan. And as you said earlier, um, uh, uh, Conti, because he was a, a player, you can see that every situation he's offering advice from a player's point of view, and and consequently physically is this this uh, this this leaping about puppet because he's just. Um, playing every every single every, every ball. So there was a moment where um, Chelsea were making a wall, and 
Uh, in fact, it was a wall in the Burnley wall, and he was he was <laughs> acting out what to do. I was watching him because he's down below me where I sit, and uh, he was acting out, trying to get um, uh, whoever was going into the wall. I can't remember if it was Costa, whoever it was, or, or Oscar. I can't remember to actually stand there and be straight, and then run away. And he was doing all the actions. And so I, I honestly think it's a it's a fantastic advantage to have him as a, as a manager because he has played at such an enormously high level. And I think it is um, he's giving great advice on on that on that and he, uh, on that uh, to that standard. And he's, he's also he really knows what he wants to get out of the side. He knows the patterns he wants to play. And I will be intrigued to see if at some stage he does try this um, this uh, this this very active. Uh, three centre halves to see whether that I think it'll just be part of a plan. I don't think you play it all the time, but uh, he's pretty bound bound to unleash that at some stage in the season. That will that will absolutely, without a doubt, be very interesting. And I just wonder if if he feels that he's got the right players uh, for it. You know, yeah, I think he'll make them. But we'll see. But we'll see. I think the other. Th- I think the other thing, though. I mean, Clayton will, will no doubt be pleased with this, which is we got a clean sheet against Burnley, Clayton. Uh, um, that principally because they didn't have a shot on target, but um, yeah, it was it, it was good. I mean, that was very pleasing. It was a fabulous performance. Uh, people can say it's only Burnley, but I think a lot of people will have a lot. Well, of Burnley Burnley did pretty well against Liverpool the other week, didn't they? Yeah, they did with their eighteen percent possession, which and two shots, Boston. both of which yeah. were goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was a really, really. I mean, we're playing with great intensity. Um, and I think that, that that is such a contrast to the crap that we watched last season. Um, and it's really good. And it's great to see Hazard um, on top form. Um, it was a, a frustrating afternoon for um, Costa. But thankfully, he didn't get himself booked. Um, it was a really good team performance. Um, Kante is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Wonderful. You just see a situation and then he's there from nowhere. You just, yeah. just Whereas last season you saw somebody like Branner being stranded oh. um, because, well, for whatever reason. And then you think, oh, God, here we go. And then Kante's there and he's mopping up. So he's he's fantastic. We will face, I mean, in the article I wrote for you, Chich, I mentioned the fact that I think we've been lucky uh, that the fixtures have been kind. We haven't played any of the of the really top sides, but I think it's really important that we're going to get a sort of momentum. So by the time we we play Liverpool on Friday week, um, you know we'll, we'll be on on a bit of a high. I hope, um, mm. and I think that's really important. Um, the pl- the players are beginning to believe in themselves. I do think that um, this whole thing about David Luiz and uh, where he plays. Conte's very cautious and he's stuck with virtually the same team the whole season. So he's going to be very interesting to see whether he actually starts him against Swansea. I, I agree, mate. I tell you, I tell you one thing that, that really encouraged me. And I think this, this really kind of picks up on your point because, you know, we have been a bit lucky with the fixtures and I'll, and I'll be, we should be honest, you know, we, we've had three wins out of three, four out of four, if you include the uh, EFL cup match, but um we might have won three out of three, but I thought the performance against Burnley was by far and away the best performance, wasn't it, Tony? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was like you. I I, I wasn't at the game. In fact, I um I I, I gave my ticket to uh, the the wonderful Johnny T. Um, oh, well done. 
Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Uh, so, well, I sold it to him. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't completely altruistic, but um, as, long as, you didn't make a, as long as you didn't make a profit, mate. Yeah, I didn't make a profit. No, Buffett. no, no. He, he got it at face value, and uh, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not going to rip, rip my mates off. That's for sure. Um, He's a but, quality, um, quality I, lad, Johnny T. It has to be. Yeah, said. and I, because I, I chose to go to the victorious festival in Southsea um, and see the Manic Street Preachers, amongst many others, and drink about 15 pints of real ale over the day. So, uh, um, but I followed it on Twitter. And then quite, quiet actually... day for you. Quiet day for you, then, Tony. It was indeed, um, but I I actually um, watched the watched match of the day and I managed to pick up a few other bits and pieces around it. Um, my mate who goes Chelsea Bob and you'll hear a lot more of him as I, the more I come on here. Uh, he's been going since about 19. Well, since we won the the first division in '55, I think he was about three years Bloody old. Bloody hell! Then. Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he's 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 you know he's Chelsea man and boy, a home and away, not so much away now. But um, he said he, he said he thought it was a fantastic performance. He he singled out Hazard as being unplayable. Okay, um, Kante. He's basically um, says that he's just um, he's like Makaleli, but with pace and speed. Um, and you know, you, I think the Clayton just say that he sort of pops out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just turns up and he, he sort of covers in phenomenal amount over over the pitch. And I like what I'm seeing. I I, I think there's too easy for people to say it's just Burnley. They beat Liverpool the other week, and of yeah. course, Matic has never been the same since the since that game against Burnley, where yeah. um, you know he nearly had his leg basically removed from him, and then got a red card and and whatever. Um, I think so. It was nice. Just, it just... was nice to see. Sorry, it was just nice no, to see on. us burning with revenge and actually going out there and putting our stamp on the game right from the start and saying, do yeah. you know what? We're we're at home. We're going to do ya. And that, that yeah. that's the impression I've got, you know, is that Conti Conti is driving that kind of that kind of culture from from within. Yeah, I it's like good to see, see that. I like to see that. I tell you what, I'm really. I mean, it's really obviously. It's so it's it's no surprise that all three of you have gone strong on on Kante and 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 you know, Man f- of the f- match. F- fingering that he's been the real real difference this season. Here's a question for you, actually. I'm going to ask this of Clayton. Um, do you think? Uh, that Kante is making Oscar and Matic look good, Clayton? Without a shadow of a doubt. Because certainly, as far as Matic is concerned, um, Matic has not been particularly good. And part of that may have been the amount of covering that he's had to do for Fabregas um, over the last couple of seasons. I mean, that's no, that's not all the excuse, but I think, you know... Tony mentioned the Burnley game and he'd never been the same since but he's certainly discovering his form he's doing he's doing more of what he needs to do rather than covering for other people um, as for Oscar I'm interested what uh, well well let's ask him because I know what, Tony what, Tony what Tony's yeah. gonna say. but uh, you know I'm I'm a big Oscar fan but 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 you know like a lot of these people He's his own worst enemy. He'll come, he'll play a fantastic game, and the next time you see him, or you won't, because he won't be there. But he seems to have been given his spurs. I think he's one of those players who likes an arm around him, uh, and perhaps that's what... He's got his best buddy back now as well, hasn't he? Yeah, and and I I think that he found it very difficult under Mourinho, because I think Mourinho gave him a hard time, but they're all grown-ups, etc. So, yeah, they are both playing better. But any team that's got Kante in it is going to play better. Mm. End of. T- Tony, what, what do you what do you do? You think you think there's a point there? Do you think Kante's making Oscar and Matic 
look good. I mean, we know you're well, not a fan of Oscar, are you? Well, there's a. Um, um, you know what? I I I think we've we've got rid of better players quicker than him. We've shown yeah. so much patience yeah. with him, and I mean, for me, Oscar's flattered to deceive over the years. I mean, uh, last season, I think he'd had a complete break, hadn't he? He hadn't gone away with Brazil on the pre-season or whatever. Um, and I was expecting him to come in all guns firing. It never happened. Um, I think there's a good point there that Matic is probably not having to do the work of three people um, now yeah. that Kante is in the team. Oscar, I'm, I'm going to keep my powder dry on him because I just think if he doesn't show something more this season, I think he would be one of the, those that I would consider to be uh, in some jeopardy as to being in our squad next season. I really do. Mm. And I just think it's that flattering to deceive thing. He doesn't, for me, get enough goals. He's very, very... He's one of the biggest guilty parties. So I guess from my point where other people would have Louise or Mikel as a boo boy, he's a bit like my one, but I don't actually boo him. But he he makes unforced errors and gives he, the ball he's away one of your you, he's one of your tut boys, isn't he? I think you yeah, gently think tut, so. don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I sort of raise an eyebrow and uh, oh, uh, no, I like that. Yeah. yeah uh, but I think he doesn't. He, when he loses the ball, he doesn't track back. And for me, that's the thing. I don't. Oh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. He's he obviously done well this year because he'd have been he'd have been on his bike. Anybody that that uh, that didn't work out in training, he'd have been he'd have been gone. And I actually think his his work rate has just been enormous in and, comparison and with last year. Which is why I'm a very patient person. I you know I I thought you know we got rid of Kesman, we got rid of a couple of players. I think too. Well, quick. that was fair enough. Kesman was but terrible. No no no. Kesman Kesman had an extremely redeeming uh, thing, which was at a time when we had uh, Lord Percy playing in the centre of defence. We had Baldrick up front. I mean, we should never have got rid of them. I think for that reason alone. Anyway, Tony, go on. Yeah, uh, my point is, is that we've been we've been more patient, uh, less patient with better players, okay? And uh, yeah. I think for me, for just for me, personal point of view, is that I want Oscar to do well. He's got to do it this year. I just think he's flattered to deceive for too long. Oh, he's, he's doing Jonathan, it so far. Jonathan. For me, for me, he's he's doing it so far. Because yeah. I think he's been excellent in all the okay. games. Because he, just, just, he's just had to, to be. He's had to be. Otherwise, he'd have been on his bike, yeah. and he realised that. I think that's a fair point, actually, J.K. Um, listen, I just want to move this on because, of course, the interesting thing, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm peculiarly uh, ambivalent towards Fabregas, as people well know, um, and you know, I've, I've always been very honest about it, and said there's just something about him I can't like, and it, and it. I, you know, stupidly, childishly, petulantly, call it what you will, it, it's got a lot to do with the fact that he played for Arsenal and Barcelona. And, you know, like a five-year-old petulant child, I can't seem to get over that. And at least I'm honest about it. Um, I do absolutely accept that he is probably, without doubt, the most visionary uh, player we have in the side. And he can pass the ball through an eye of a needle and he has these amazing qualities. But what what I don't like about him is the fact that he can't tackle, he can't run. And he can't defend, and 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 I think you know it's a real problem for a modern day team where I'm afraid you need eleven players who can attack and eleven players who can defend. And the thing is, it looks like a certain Antonio Conte agrees with me because um, he certainly doesn't look like he's a first choice as a starter, and he's not even getting on when he's been on the bench. Uh, which begs the question: uh, A, why, and B, you know, should he have stayed in the transfer window or should he have gone, Jonathan? Um. I don't think he's made his mind up about him. I I agree completely. If, I think also if you look at the, the, the we, we've talked about this before, the stats on him was he was the most 
um, gone through and passed through uh, midfielder in in the in the Premier League. So you can. You know actually... what, Jonathan? They they pass through Crabragas like me after ten pints of Guinness on the Cardi the next day. <laughs> Yes, I, I thought you'd come up with a with a uh, with, with an excrement metaphor after that. I have to say, I, I'm it, just it, it reaching over. Likely. Yeah. I'm just reaching over for my bottle of mind bleach. Does anybody mind? <laughs> but he, anyway, he, seems, JK, he seems to work. He seems to work at the moment as if well, he does get on because he was, you know, the past that he when he he changed the game it's, yeah. when he came yeah. on against um, uh, uh, Watford. It, it's. It's a question of whether he's. He says he's willing to try and fight for his place back. Well, he, he's not quick. You're not quick enough to play the kind of football that Conte appears to appears to want to play. But in which case, if he, if he comes on as a sub to change it, well, that may be his role. That may be all that all that he can do. Um, uh, it's a question of how willing they are to to uh, to give in to Conte's philosophy, isn't it? It might be that he doesn't play very often and he gets transferred. At the moment, we're not missing him at all. And I'll be very interested to see how does Mikel fit into the whole thing? Because they haven't let him go. Well, so he my, must my, have done, my, done well. My new best friend, Consufius, says, yes. does Kante's performance mean that we unleash Mikel in an attacking role after 10 years? <laughs> Which I think Which is an excellent he's... question. He's done for Nigeria all the time. He has. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mikel. I don't know what it is. Call me soft in the head. Call me whatever. But it's the same kind of feeling that I have about, uh, you know, David Luiz, actually, is that, you know, Mikel's best match in a Chelsea shirt was the was the performance he put in to help win us the Champions League. You know, anybody who, who gave me that joy that I never, ever dreamt I would feel on that night... I love and can do no wrong. I I I lose all sense of uh, pragma- pragmatism and rationality, and I and I love him for that. But I've act- I was actually always, uh, you know, bef- I mean, okay, legendarily about eight years ago, I used to he was he was my tut boy, Tony. But you know, I saw yeah. I saw the light, and and I realised what he brings to the team, and I love him. But whether they play him in the number in an attacking role is a very moot point. One I don't see happening. Clayton, um, what's your or if take? If he gets on... in, Chidge, if he gets well, in at all, indeed, I don't know where indeed. he gets in. I can't see it at the moment. Clayton, That's what's your just... problem then? Clayton, what's your take on on the Fabregas conundrum? Um, I think that it's a squad game, and basically you need different players for different games. I think. If Burnley had held out till the 60th, 70th minute, he would have brought him on. Um, I think he is too big a talent in a certain way to just discard. If he goes, who plays the killer ball? I mean, it's very easy to dismiss him because he doesn't seem to be getting in the side. But I ask you how many people in the Premier League could have played the pass that he played to Costa against Watford? That's a very good point, and which, which point I conceded. Ahead. To be fair, I conceded that, you know. And, and, and do, you, do you just throw that away? Whether he thinks he's got more in his career uh, to give, whether he goes back to Spain because it's a little bit um, slower and suits his game. We've had the discussion before, um, this whole thing about Perlo and the way that Conte dealt with Perlo as Perlo got older, made him this sort of libero this sort of quarterback, um, I still don't think that that is, is sort of out the window. Maybe it's not possible in the Premier League. Maybe the Premier League is much, much too Well, you get you get three players on you immediately in the Premier League, and yeah. I think that, that that's the problem that Fabregas... I mean, I, I feel quite sad, actually, uh, 
people will not believe me when I say this, but I actually generally do feel quite sad for Fabregas because, you know, undoubtedly he has some huge qualities as a football player. But the same thing is happening to him now that happened to him at Barcelona. He kind of got pushed out of Barcelona, really, which is why, you know, he ended up coming to us. And it looks to me like the same thing might be happening again, Tony. I totally agree. Um, and maybe it's a cycle. Maybe that's the cycle of that kind of thing. I mean, he's he's not renowned for pace. He's not renowned. He's not really renowned apart from a couple of games last season where he was the the the, the, the leader. I can't remember. He scored. Dude, he scored that bloody thirty metre goal against. You know, where we we just sitting again. Everybody in the ground to a man was going, "What the fuck are you letting Fabregas take that?" Oh blimey, he's only gone and rattled it in. Um, I can't remember who that was against now, but it was in our kind of mini revival towards the end of the season. I like him. I think I, I think there's some there's some um, there's certainly some miles in that idea of him slowly being transformed by Conte into that kind of Perlo role. Um, and you say, well, you know, Perlo. He, he never played in the Premiership. He wasn't the sort of player I think that would have taken shit having three players on him anyway. And he must have had that internationally. And certainly, the Italian league, there are no slouches in there for getting on you. Um, I don't know. I, I quite like that idea. And Perlo was very, very um, adamant about the whole um, change that Conti made to him. You know, at a point when he was probably thinking about, you know, twilight of his career. So I, I would prefer we kept him I think if he's happy to stay and work at that kind of um again that I'll use that that word that you use libero libero role then I'd, I'd be quite happy with that I mean I, I just think you know we 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 said last season several times you know we sell such and such we're selling a good player and the last thing we need to be doing is selling good players I think this season we should be keeping this squad and then Conti's had a season to say do you know what thanks very much you're not my man going forward. So I, I, mm. I'm quite happy that we've got him. And I, I see Jonathan's point. Where where does he fit? Where does Mikel fit? That's a lovely problem that we're having, isn't it? God, blimey. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that it, you, you've nailed, we're talking nailed about it. Strength in depth. And, and, and yeah. we've been sitting there after Mourinho's clear out and then the failed bringing anybody in and looking at a, a, a squad that had, has been so thin last season where we, we were struggling to find anybody to bring in into sort of, you know, established roles. So I'm quite happy that we've done what we've done and I'm quite happy that Fabregas is staying, um, you know, uh, at least Well, I think season. I think you've nailed it, Tony. And I, I, actually, all, all of you boys have actually. I mean, we're a stronger squad with Fabregas in it. And I, and I think that there is a recognition on our part and even quite possibly on his and Conte's that he is part of the squad, but he's not the first, you know, he was almost the first person on the team sheet last year when we had Mourinho and, and maybe things have moved on. Certainly Conte's style of play has. Right. Um, you'll be delighted to know people who are listening live and of course on the podcast that we've done something unheard of in the Chelsea fan cast. We've actually spent too much time talking about football, which has meant that I don't have time to go into uh, the bats in Brompton Cemetery uh, affecting the redevelopment and what Mark Halsey uh, said about uh, referees. Um, for, for information on that, then tune into other podcasts because this one has run out of time for that. <laughs> you could do it very quickly, Chidge. No, I'm you not just, going to. The, the I, bat, don't, I don't have time, mate. got in the way. I don't have time, Jonathan. I just Thank did you. it. No, well, yeah. Thankfully, I talked over you, so you know we've still kept. Oh, to our fo- we've kept to our. You football- see, Tony, th- Tony, this is my role. This is my role, Tony. <laughs> yeah, to interrupt when not welcome. 
Right, I've got. Oh. A, I've got. A, now you might want to listen to this, Jonathan. You might want to listen to this. You might want to listen to this because this is quite exciting. All right, we've got some more stuff going on, imminently. Well, I like a bit of excitement. I like excitement. I know me. you could crush a grape. I know. Chase oh. me. Right. Okay. Enough. Shush. Right. We are um, helping in the next few weeks. We are helping to test a new app, and uh, we Ooh. would like. Yeah, we would like your help. Now, we're hoping to be able to test it in the next few weeks. So if you kind of check back on Chelsea Fancast's Twitter for a link to download it nearer the time for an exclusive opportunity to chat back to us rather than just listening to us drone on. And actually, oh, it'll be a disaster. No, no, it's much better than that because it'll, it's not going to go anywhere near the show. This is going to be kind of live stuff uh, in the pubs before and afterwards. Now... Uh, Jonathan, we sadly we don't see Jonathan too much in the pubs because he's busy and he has to whiz off and stuff. But Clayton and Tony and myself are nearly always found uh, now. No tittering in the back in the cock <laughs> in of a Saturday. Uh, so I'm in the cock in the cock. We like a bit of cock on a Saturday before the game. A bit of pre-match cock. You can't beat it. A bit of pre-match <laughs> cock. But we're always in there, and we have an absolute. I mean, you know, frankly, it's better than the bloody podcast. You know, it's much more interesting. And there's, much, there's even more famous people around than us three. Uh, anyway, I, armed with this app, I can kind of do an impromptu chat, which people can join in. I'm going to tell you all about how this works in a sec, but basically that's the, the ethos of it, that I'm armed with this. And it's a bit like Periscope and Twitter combined. And I, and I suddenly whip my phone out in the cock. Be careful, I get that the right way around. And then I go, and, and then I go, Tony, Tony, what do you think? What, you know, what, what you just seen the team, mate? What do you think of that? And Tony's realised that they've picked some shit players and he's absolutely going spastic about it. So there you go. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's going to be cracking. Now, l- let me tell you that how it's going to work. sounds great. Exactly. Now, they're going to call it Futsa or something like that. It's F-O-O-T-S-R. And you can join in or watch live chat channels hosted by us or me, more to the point. No bullshit, just proper football chat. Uh, I'm going to read out the, the, the marketing blur that they said with this rather than just try and wing it as I go along. But it's the new place to join in proper football chats hosted by, and this is the thing, it's not just us, it's loads of other people too. So it's hosted by the stars of football culture, uh, YouTube stars, Twitter stars, fanzines, bloggers, pundits, as they host their own live chat and video channels. Uh, and apparently they call this a squad, not a, not a Rafa Benitez type squad. This is more of a chidge-like squad in the Queen's English. Um, so basically, if you kind of grab one of the limited space and swing your opinions in live, just sit back and watch it all kick off. I mean, it's great. It'll be great fun. Uh, now, it's 100% live. Nothing is saved or shared, so it's very of the moment. So you can basically let off steam at us, tell us what you think, uh, like you would in a real chat down the pub, which is what we'll be doing. And you only see the chat from the point you enter into it, into the squad, and then you can leave it. And when you do leave it, it's all wiped clean. So as I said, it doesn't sit there forever. So you can comprehensively embarrass yourself and nobody will ever know because it'll be wiped as soon as we finish. Um, so there you go. So as I, they, they almost got a cracking joke in here. What's said in Futsa stays in Futsa. So there you go. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I think that's the joke. Mr. C.H. David, it's called Futsa. F-O-O-T-S-R. The app's not live yet. It will be in a few weeks and then I'll let you all know. Um, so there we go. So uh, the host, i.e. me, will chat live with you and the other people who are in the squad and in the pub with me, uh, and we and, and we can stream it live straight to the chat wherever we whenever we want. Um, so it's fantastic. Now the other thing, oh the other, this is great. Yes, they've got red cards and yellow cards, 
And this is this is what they've said in their marketing blurb. We don't want your chat spoilt by racism, aggressive behaviour, or other foul play. So they've clearly never been to the Chelsea pubs I go to. But there you go. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to amend that. It's a good job Jonathan doesn't go there. Well, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. going to amend that and say we don't want your chat spoilt by racism, aggressive behaviour, or other foul play, or scousers. I think we should amend it to say that. Um, so basically, each squad host is armed. I get a yellow card to give warnings. And a red card to boot out people right out of the chat. I mean, so basically, it's like it's like got the best of Twitter and Periscope and all of these things combined, and we can decide who's in the room with us. It's it's just I love it. It's too much fun. Can you imagine doing this after the game when we when we're absolutely shit faced? Chid like live live from the Tommy Tucker. <laughs> you know, it's going to be, be brilliant. Yeah, well, be like brilliant. the original fan cast. Yeah. Nothing but red cards, Chidge. I know, it'd be lovely. Now, um, okay, that's enough of that. Um, but actually, what you should do now is go and follow at Project FTBL, who are the guys that are behind all this, and then you can check out on the FTSA updates there. And obviously, I'll let you all know when this app's going live. But I think I think the plan is is that we're, we're going to try and make it go live for us before I told them that I'm going to be at the Liverpool game. I've got the day off on the Friday, so I'm going to be hitting that pub early. So the potential for this to go absolutely messy, more messy than Lionel, is huge. Because I intend, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so pumped to, for that game and knowing that I've got the day off, it could be very messy. So hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, it'll be live by then, but we shall see. Now, after the break, uh, we're going to have loads and loads and loads. There's some fantastic emails this week, Jonathan. So you're going to have your work cut out. Uh, and also a usual roundup of the Chelsea supporters news. We will see you in a sec. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.com. Okay, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and this is the Chelsea Fancast. And it's been a huge amount of fun tonight. Actually, I've really enjoyed the show and. I'm astonished. We've even talked about a lot of football. This is the, it's the weird, you know. We talk more about football when there isn't actually any football on. It's bloody weird, that, isn't it? But it always happens. Anyway, I'm delighted to say I've still got... I've tried my darndest to get rid of them all evening, but they're still here, stoically. We have the Reverend Tony Glover. Good evening. We have the lovely Clayton Beerman. Hello. And we have the effusive... <laughs> that, that sounded way slightly, too weird. It's slightly fake. Slightly the, fake, Clayton Yeah, we have the camp Clayton Beerman, uh, uh, who's now put his testicles back where they should be. And uh, and we've we've got the effusive Jonathan Kidd. That's right, a very effusive. Thanks, mate. Now, uh, we've got loads and loads of news, and, I, and I, we've, I'm going to try and whiz through this because we've also got not one, not two, not three, but four cracking emails. Jonathan's going to need a... A lie down after this, I think. But there you go. Anyway, first up, I've this is fa- down already. <laughs> I know. Well, there we go. Uh, first up, this is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant news. But the wonderful, fantastic, one of my favourite Chelsea players of all time, and a thoroughly, thoroughly, hilariously brilliant bloke, Kerry Dixon. One Kerry Dixon has got a biography uh, out right now, uh, and it's called Upfront. My biography. I, I, I was going to text him and say, Kerry, you should have called it Two Upfront. But I don't know. What do you think? Two up front? That would have been quite fun. It's a bit... I'll tell you what, it reminds me of Frank Worthington's biography, which was called 
uh, one hump or two. Remember that? No. Silence. No. Frank was going to look that up. One yeah. hump or two, which is very funny. But anyway, enough. Kerry Dixon's new biography, Upfront, my biography, is now out on Amazon. It's uh, it's going to cost you about 15 quid for the hardback copy. Uh, more importantly, I do believe that tomorrow at 12.30 in London, he's launching it at, um, I guess, Planet Hollywood he's launching it. But knowing Kerry, he's been all over Twitter all week plugging this, so I suspect that he'll probably do a few... He'll turn up to the CFC UK store with a few books and sign a few, but I think Kerry will be plugging it massively. But I urge you to go and buy it because, you know, Kerry, as always, deserves our support. He's one of my favourite players. Everybody of of my kind of age absolutely adores this fella. Um, I've been lucky enough to been out with him a few times uh, getting very drunk he's one of us and then some he's a lovely bloke and i tell you his book will be a good read so go out and get that i'll try it also and cajole him to i'll try and do an interview with him which i'll include in the show i'm sure he'll be up for that too so watch this space now there's another book jonathan too which we we should talk about which almost as good as kerry's it's called palpable discord a year of drama and dissent <laughs> at chelsea and i don't know who it's written by I just wonder whether it might be somebody who's present at this moment on the uh, the podcast. Do you think it might be the wonderful Clayton? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Will the real Clayton yes, stand up? Please stand yes, up. Yes, it's, yes, it is. Yes, Clayton, it is. it's a central reading, your book, not just for followers of Chelsea, but for fans of any club who ride the emotional roller coaster that is the glorious game. Tell us all about it. Tell us. How long did it did take you to write it? No, I'm not going. We haven't really got time, but it's very kind of you to, to, to lead me in. Um, it's about last season. It's uh, a personal view of what happened. And um, it was a pleasure to write. And I hope it's a pleasure to read. Um, you can get it on Amazon or through Gate 17 Publications or uh, at the CFC UK stall. And the ones are on the CFC UK stall are signed. So, uh but if by anybody, whom? Uh, by me. By oh, me. Good. Um, good. I thought it might be a good idea to, to sign them myself rather than get somebody else. Um, if anybody has very kindly bought a book and would like it signed, let me know and, and perhaps I can meet you at the CFC UK stall um, and I'll be happy to sign it. So there you go. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Well done. It's available um, yeah, for six ninety five on Amazon. I'm, I'm actually on Amazon six, at the six. moment. Six ninety-five as a hardback, or one ninety-nine as an ebook. Oh, really? Don't you don't do? You haven't got um, paperback yet. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's, it's six ninety-five for the paperback. Paperback, yeah. Paperback, yeah. not a hardback. For the, I mean, yeah. a hard copy, and one ninety-nine as an ebook. I'm sorry, I got go confused. I, go I thought there was the, a. I'm going to buy the Kindle version now. Lovely stuff. Yeah, I've yeah. got oh, con, 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 confuse. Ah, oh, my God. There is, I mean, that is so weird. Talk about serendipity. Consu- can you call yourself something else? Because I can never bloody... I'm going to call you cons, all right? I have to be careful how I say <laughs> be that. Be careful. Yeah. But he, he was the guy... He's the guy that won won the book. You've got the person okay. who's won your book in the house, and he's I, the person will, that's been will, digging me out all evening. I will be physically handing your book to Chidge uh, Friday week, and he will be delivering it... Uh, by pigeon post no he'll be yeah i will i actually what i need to do well well done well done yeah well done what i need to do salmon thank you what i need to do salmon is to email you back and get your address don't put it up on here um i'll email you and the minute i get the book from uh 
from Clayton on Friday the 16th. I will, and it'll be signed, and I will send it in the post to you. But I think, actually, I'm so delighted he's in, in, in here. Listen, I think round of applause for Salmon for winning the competition. And now I know your name, I can sign it to your, your name. It can be personalised, signed to you, Salmon. How about that? Right, now, Jonathan, CFC UK got five stars on here on amazon i'm on amazon wow. at the moment. i've just wow. i've just give bought it, it. give, just give bought it another it. five star review don't read it just give it a five star review okay okay yeah good uh, I've, I've just bought it as well clayton well done thank you, thank you. have you bought it as well clayton i no, have indeed i've just done it just this no 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 it's a clayton, clayton do you know what this is like this is like those awful bloody shopping channels isn't it you know we've only got five left so uh, hurry up go to amazon.co.uk find powerful discord and there's only five copies left so you've got about 10 seconds to buy all those five you know and that's how it goes really isn't it i'd have yes, been a I great presenter of a shopping channel Anyway, CFC UK, moving swiftly on. The next issue of the new season will be out for the uh, Swansea game and then at the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube for the Liverpool game, uh, which is on the Friday, isn't it? Uh, if you can't get it in there, uh, can't get it there, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net and uh, for in the USA, follow Twitter account at cfcukusa. And if anyone's interested in getting a CFC UK copy, um, contact Dan Lundberg uh, on Twitter at dlundberg underscore. The the wonderful Dan, who does a sterling job out there taking that uh, wonderful publication to to the masses in the States. So there we go. All right, now, I, and there's Clay, Clayton and me have both got uh, articles in there. I don't know what Clayton's about, because of course I haven't read it yet, but uh, it'll be great, no doubt. Now, it's, uh, it's about Diego Costa. Okay, mine's about the transfer window, really, amongst other things. Um, I can't remember what I called it. Transfer neurosis, that's what I called it. Let's Mine see what is I've done. Will, Co- Will Costa Costas. Oh, I like that. Anyway, enough. Right. Uh, Important Chelsea supporters trust news. Uh, The results of the board election have now been confirmed and all those standing have been elected. So there are nine of us, plus Pablo, who's still the secretary, a couple of new chaps, one of whom is, of course, Dan Silver. Dan Silver stood for the supporters trust board. Dan's a regular on the show, as you know, and a good mate of ours. So uh, welcome to the board, Dan. Now, because the wonderful, lovely Tim Rolls, who has done an absolutely superb job for the last... Well, he served as the chairman for three years and was basically running it uh, for the year it took us to set it up. Uh, but Tim's, you know, had a good innings, as they say, and he's decided to take a back seat and uh, get on with a few other things. So Tim stood down as chairman and the board, so we had to elect a new chairman. And I can reveal exclusively, because this has not gone public yet, but the new chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust is none other than myself. Oh, very good. Hey. Congratulations. Well so done. there we go. Yeah. Does but that mean I can really now stand in a pub and call you Mr. Chairman? You can. <laughs> only, after you've kissed, only after you've kissed my ring, Tony. Ah, that's... Uh, well, bloody hell, here goes the mind bleach again. Yeah, but before 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 we've gone to the pub, look, not afterwards, clearly. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, in, yeah. In, in all seriousness, rather than lowering the tone as I want to do, it's... Uh, it's an almighty privilege, I have to say, to uh, to be the chairman of the Sportsers Trust, and I hope to, uh, you know, restore the faith of those on the board who voted for me. But also, most important of all, in what will be uh, possibly a very critical uh, year in uh, in in the life of a Chelsea supporter, what with the redevelopment and the temporary state and all that going on, I absolutely promise solemnly to work my my nuts off to to you know speak up 
for the supporters and, and to generally get their voice heard at the club. There's a lot of work to do and uh, we're wasting no time in getting on with it. And I'll, you know, obviously, luckily, because I do this, you know, people get a chance to hear what we're doing every week. But, uh, you know, beyond the confines of the fan cast, I'll be working very hard to make it all happen. And uh, we've got some great people on the board, uh, many of whom you lot know very well. And uh, it's a really good team. So I'm looking forward to working with them all. And, uh, and as I said, thank you for yours and their support. So there we go. Right, uh, more business about the trust, really, um, which is actually equally important. All of the motions that uh, have been voted on by the membership uh, all got voted in. There's about 13 motions. Um, they, they nearly all received in the high 90s in terms of affirmation, which is very important. Uh, and they include issues such as affiliating to the Football Supporters Federation and Supporters Direct, uh, the Stamford Bridge redevelopment, the Chelsea pitch owners, the temporary stadium, atmosphere, safe standing, ticketing and supporter issues, kickoff times, ticket touting, club heritage and many others. So there's very important stuff there. Now, we will be announcing the date of the first special general meeting soon. It'll probably be in October or November. We've got to decide that yet. Um, so there we go. So if you're around, make sure you come along. If you're, if you're not, if you haven't joined the trust yet, do so, please. It's very important. Uh, we generally work uh, very hard on behalf of the members um, we try and work hard on behalf of everybody really but you know obviously it's a membership driven organization so if you join up uh, it's it's you know you've got a chance of getting your voice heard by the club it's five quid to become a voting member it's free for non-voting members but why would you why would you not spend a five or so you can vote uh, anyway sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com so you can attend the meetings come to the events and vote on the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard and, of course, follow them on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. Jonathan, would you like to do the CPO? Um, yes, the CPO. Um, if you want to own a little bit of Chelsea, which uh, it's nice to do, and protect the future of the club at the same time, uh, you must go and buy a share in the Chelsea pitch owners who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim is to ensure that Chelsea Football Club will remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. Um, to find out how to buy a share for £100, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash Chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners and follow them on, on Twitter at pitch owners. And um, it's, uh, it's very interesting to see what will happen uh, to the pitch owners uh, now that the club is going to be... Uh, redeveloped this is uh, it's it's quite a it's a, a very interesting period in chelsea's history that we are well uh, indeed involved with at the moment and a very important time as well hence uh, i've got you know a huge responsibility and a lot of work on my hands but i welcome that um jonathan a lot, we've of, got... lot of power Chidge, a lot of power no 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 with power comes responsibility jonathan you know that um We've got some fantastic emails. I'm kind of hurrying it on because I really want to get them all in. But there's some brilliant, brilliant emails, mate, this week. Off okay. to you. This one's from Joshua Spahr, S-P-A-H-R, Boston, Massachusetts. <clears throat> dear Mr. Ch dear Mr. Chidge. Oh. So he, knew something. he obviously knew something, didn't he? He did. He did, yes. No Chidgey. Chidge. Since yesterday, I've seen Twitter and other social media outlets explode with a comparison between Aguero's poor form and Costa's previous antics, in quotation marks, suggesting that if the roles were reversed, 
Costa would have received a red card and a ban of sorts. I defended Costa and provided what I thought to be, as, as a Chelsea FC fan, reasonable evidence that Costa has not done more than arguing, chest-thumping, shoulder-pushing and the like. I don't recall him stomping, and I say this believing he did not intentionally stomp on Suarez on any player in his history with Chelsea. Uh, Skirtle, I think you might have stomped on him. Anyway, that said, after numerous trolls, I've had a change of mind. As you regularly have professionals on your podcast with better memories than I do. Professionals? Ah. Would you care to tackle this on your podcast? Is Diego Costa really a dirty player compared with other players? Or is it simply other clubs' fans exaggerating his performance and habits? Yeah. I'd dearly love some data to be compiled to end this debate with people on Twitter and Facebook, least to say the larger, more real world of speaking with people personally about the issue. Thank you very much, Mr Chidge. Have a swell evening and thanks again for all your work and dedication with the Chelsea Fancast. Yours truly, Joshua Spar, Boston Blues, Boston, Massachusetts, USA. It's a nice email, wasn't it? Lovely, very polite, very yeah, well very nice. Polite and very respectful, Chidge. Professionals, I like, I like that. that I like well, I tell you yeah, he's got that wrong. He'll go far with that. He's got I'll that tell you what, I've also got some I've got some good news from too actually, because I actually put up a, a blog uh, a, oof, two, three weeks ago, which absolutely completely analysed it with the data that he's talking about to prove ex- uh, decisively that uh, Costa is the 16th most dirty striker in the Premier League. Shane Long was the dirtiest. Uh, and he is, you know, he is absolutely, you know, statistically not a dirty player. So, Joshua, yeah. go and have a look at the Chelsea Fancast website and the on the blog section and dig it out from there. It'll be in there somewhere if you want to have a look at that. So, there we go. Uh, and uh, we've gone, we're moving from Boston to Philadelphia. An email from Scott in Philadelphia, Scott Brandt. Hello, Chidgen gang. Today's performance against Burnley was extremely impressive. Very happy with what I watched. Hazard looks more motivated than ever. The squad as a whole looks like part Mourinho sit back and defend and part Guardiola get forward and attack. It's a really good balance they have right now. The match was a nice distraction from the constant screening of news reports over the last week or so, looking for transfers heading to Chelsea. I cannot for the life of me figure out why we haven't brought in a a centre-back or a, um, ST... Uh, striker. What's in a striker? Hey, good thinking. Depth. Uh, depth purposes alone, it's a must. Um, with only two additions so far, is our current form an effect of Conte or a reflection of players not wanting to play for Jose last season? As always, you men are very good at what you do. Keep it up. Oh, Blues for life. Very Scott nice, Brandt. Scott. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Philly, he's Philly, Philly yeah, I, He's been quite um, active, hasn't he, with me and you, Chidge? I think. He's yeah, yeah. Us, Scott likes a bit of so, yeah, yeah. yeah. He likes a bit he of likes, chat, doesn't he? He loves a bit of Twitter chat, and he gets a bit pissed off if I don't immediately tweet him back. But I'm a very busy boy, <laughs> you know. But I do try and That's always catch up because I do like Scott. Scott found us, I think, sometime last season, and he's been a regular listener since then. Um, but uh, it's uh, you know. As always, I mean, it's very interesting, actually, isn't it? You know, he he's pretty much kind of summarised everything that we've talked about on the programme in that in that very short email. Maybe we should get Scott to write the script in future. What say you guys? <laughs> it, it'll That's only last awesome. about 10 seconds, though, Chief, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, it means yeah. I can go down the pub earlier, so there's no yeah, bad true, thing. True. Uh, right, we now go from Philadelphia to Essex. This Essex, is a cracking, huh? cracking email. This, this is one that Clayton will particularly love. 
Dear Chidge, JK and the boys, I'm probably too late to enter Clayton's book competition, but I was yes. listening to the yes. podcast today and couldn't believe the question set by Clayton as the Spurs versus Chelsea game in March 1967 that he referred to was also my first experience of a live league game as a wide-eyed nine-year-old attending with my dad, friend Michael Tebbett and his dad and brother. Me and Michael were Chelsea fans, whilst his brother was a Spurs fan. Ooh. So the 1-1 one, one draw meant we all came away without any unhappiness. Did you just fart then? No, no, I went boo. Oh, oh I went, OK, right. I, 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 you know, it was a Spurs fan. I went, yeah, it sounded, it sounded like, like a fart. fart but it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, no, yeah and if I farted, you'd, you'd know it. Um, yeah, no, that wouldn't be like that. No. The answer to Clayton's competition is Ian Chico Hamilton, named after the, the Jazz Who's a trumpeter, I think, who scored on his debut to become Chelsea's youngest ever goal scorer at 16 years of age, a record he still holds. Hamilton was playing for the injured Bobby Tambling, if I recall correctly, and his goal was a close range header. There are pictures of it with his eyes closed, actually, I remember looking as if he couldn't, you know, it was a bit of a fluke. From a right wing cross, I'm being unfair. Possibly John Boyle or Alan Harris crossed it in the second half that equalised a Jimmy Greaves goal where, for once, he escaped Chopper Harris's close marking. I don't recall Hamilton played very many more games for Chelsea. No, he didn't. And he went on to play for Aston Villa and possibly others. He did. He did. And I remember when I was there, just to, I, I all I saw was the corner taken and no, sorry, the cross coming over, and then that was it because everybody stood up in front of me. And I thought, I said to my father, "Did you what's that?" And he said, "He said how? He said somebody scored. I think it's Hamilton." I went, "Oh well, great well." But I remember never actually seeing the goal as a consequence. So, um, anyway, oh, there's more of it, sorry. I have to say, my allegiance to Chelsea did not last. <laughs> what? As a couple of years later, my dad took me to see my local team, Cambridge United. What? And they've remained my team ever since. <gasps> Through thick and thin years into the league, 1970. Out of the league, 2005. And gloriously, in 2014, back into the league. I do remember Cambridge games versus Chelsea in the early 1980s when both teams found themselves in the old second division. Chelsea games played at Cambridge at that time always involved a fair amount of trouble with opposing fans. But I can remember one game that I attended at Stamford Bridge as a Cambridge fan, 1981, I think, which ended in a 3-0 win to Chelsea. I think your centre-half scored the first goal from a corner. Would that have been Mickey Droy, do you think, by the way, chaps? I must confess that when watching Premier League football on the TV... I still find myself cheering the Blues on. And although I no longer support Chelsea so avidly as I did as a nine-year-old, I do listen regularly to the Chelsea Football Fancast podcasts in the car and enjoy them immensely, particularly JK's rants. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much, John. Even if normally a week behind, as in this case, hence my delayed competition entry. Anyway, thanks for indulging my childhood memories of nearly 50 years ago. Up the Chelsea except when if they should play the mighty Cambridge United at some point in the future. Best regards, John Pampling from Newport, Essex. Wonderful email, yeah. Excellent mail. Fantastic. I knew you'd have a fan somewhere, Jonathan. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. Whenever I think of Cambridge United, I think of those matches in the 80s, the one where, where lots of vegetables were thrown. I think a lot of Chelsea fans got into the allotment behind the stadium and it all went very mental. Oh, yes. You remember yes. that? Yes, I remember that being talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Crack uh, an email, so that. Sorry, yeah, Clayton. No, I think you, Cl yeah, I mean, you know, it relates very much to you. So, uh... yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great email. Um, it's, uh, it's lovely. It's, it's, 
it's very interesting how people's allegiances develop and, and why they support Chelsea and, and uh, or why they support any football club, to be perfectly honest. I think it's, it's, it's a lovely email. And it's very, very kind of him to take the trouble to actually uh, write such a lovely email. And um, yeah, it's good. That's really good. And I've, I've got a soft spot for Cambridge because I've um, got family that neck of the woods. So it was good to see them come back into the Football League a couple of years ago. So uh, good in them. Excellent. All right. Last one from, uh, this is from New Zealand, I think, isn't it? New Zealand. Phenomenal. Isn't it phenomenal? The, the, the people who listen to the podcast. I, I really, Hidge, I'll take my hat off to you. The, the fact that there are so many people around the world yeah. listening we, to this. I think it's global, absolutely, isn't it, absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. Brilliant being able to bring, bring people together like this. That's fabulous. Anyway. Hello and Kia Ora from Auckland, New Zealand, which obviously means hello. I thought it was orange juice. Anyway. Yeah, and those cartons that you yeah, get yeah, cinema. Yeah. That's where they nicked it from, obviously, didn't they? The name of the carton. Anyway. Long time listener, first time writer. Okay, Mike. I've been listening to the fancast through its many evolutions, right back from when we signed AVB and have thoroughly enjoyed the journey. Listening during the highs was great, like winning the Champions League. Frank scoring the record, the return of Jose winning the league. But I also found support in the fancast during the lows. For example, last season, sacking Ray Wilkins, poor treatment of Robbie Di Matteo, losing Frank and seeing Petter at Arsenal. And, and the lowest of the low, hiring the interim one, a.k.a. the Don't say it! Don't say it! We have a CFC supporters group in Auckland that occasionally meets up for matches. We managed to get a group over to the game in Sydney last year and met up with the Aussie supporter groups, which was a blast. But due to the time difference, we can't get together for every match. Kickoff time for Watford was 2am on Sunday. The early kickoff times aren't all bad, though. My daughter was born on the 3rd of May this year, and we watched the Spurs game while my wife had a sleep. Oh, very good. Mm. I know my daughter is a blue as she threw up the second that Spurs went 2 0 up. <laughs> and I'm sure I saw a tiny smile when Hazard scored the equaliser. I'm glad that the fan cast is back to its good old self after the quick stint on TV. I was watching the match against West Ham and heard the chant Chim chimity, chim chimity, chim chim chiroo. We ain't no party to dead blue. It made me think of the old polls you used to run, as this would have got chant of the match for me. The other regular spots are really good too. Um, Chell tells tales from the shed. Chelsea chatters, Chelsea stats, which probably the best sting of them all. Man of the match, chant of the match, Guinness and celery moments. Shall we sing a song for you and Lauren's loan report? Chant of the match was great for us overseas supporters, as we can hear the noise on the TV, but the words are a bit muffled. When you discuss the chants on the show, we can understand them better and have a laugh when they play through the match. Tales from the Shed and Chadder's stats gave great insight into the history of the club, and Lauren's loan report was interesting to hear what was going on with your youth loanee players. She also had a really lovely voice. Any chance of these spots coming back to life? Keep up the good work and keep the blue flag flying high. Carefree in the Antipodes. Mike. Mm. Mm. Good point. Good point. What do you well, I don't know. I mean what do you what do you lot think, Jonathan? 
I think I think we should occasionally. I think we should, mm. well, you can make it brief, Chid. You just do, you know, mm. what were the best charts? You don't have to spend ages on it. I, I, I agree, actually. I do. I think they're particularly celery and Guinness moments. I thought they were good fun, actually, because particularly yeah. I can never work out which they were. So, I, I you know, I think I think you know what I tell you what happened. It'd be interesting to hear what Tony and Clayton here as well. But I'll, I'll I'll dip in first. I mean, what what I think what happened was, you know, largely uh, as a result of the. Uh, you know, going on uh, TV, it became very formulaic and, and it became quite pressurised and having to come up with enough of that content to make it work in the time. And then I had polls on the website and it became an awful lot of bloody work. And actually, because of the format that I did, in other words, it had, there had to be three choices in each category, it became quite difficult. And actually, I th- and, it, and for me, a lot of the fun went out of it, actually, because it became too much light work. Uh, but I, I th- I'm with Jonathan. I mean, I do miss a lot of that. I mean, we, you know, go, going down Mike's list, you know, Chell tells Tales from the Shed. He, he's done them all, mate. There were, there were no more. And then he disappeared uh, to the other side of the world. Not New Zealand, but not far away. So that ain't happening. Chadder's stats only happened because Chadder was on the show at the time and he isn't anymore. Although maybe we'll phone him up one day and see if we can get him on. Uh, and, then, and then shall we sing a song for you? Well, unless, you know, if you really want, us to sing a bloody song every week then you you really need help frankly because we've got the worst voices <laughs> known to man yes but I, i'm always up for considering a bit of that i have to be honest lauren's loan report again no more lauren you see she left the show and went on to do different things so she, that kind of went with her but i do i think some of those awardy things maybe we do try and bring it back but we kind of bring it back in a more fluid way with less pressure so if we think that there's a great chart of the match we say do you know what we think this is our chart of the match this week and we ping it out rather than having it as a, a competition where we get people to interact with it because, frankly, it's too much bloody work, you know. But I do agree. I do miss those things. Tony, you, you, you're chuntering away in the background. I can hear you. Yeah, I, 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 I think you know, some stuff works on, on, on the kind of TV and, and other stuff works on the, you know, on a kind of audio only. The, the thing you've got is you've got, Tonight you've got three very vocal people, very you know people who who are talk and have opinions and disagree and this sort of stuff. And and you said yourself you've done more football tonight than you probably would do on a football week. Um, but yeah, every now and then we we on the podding shed we occasionally we used to ramble into all sorts of stuff. But that was part of the fun. Yeah, it was almost a bit of a free flow. You don't know quite where it's going to go. Your biggest job is trying to keep me, J.K. and Clayton in in check tonight because you know what we'll do. We'll end up talking like old men watching football but that's part of the charm this is no podcast um, for old men no but i do like the idea i think the shall we sing a song for you is going to be a bit hard when you're in a room on your own or with your family oh Um, yeah (laughs) ah now that's a good point especially if you might have you know you might have a little dribble at the time they might think you finally have you know lost it but uh yeah i like the i like the awards i do like that and quick man of the match and that sort of stuff yeah there's room for that definitely it's great. Really, it's nice. you know, great fun, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, actually, Tony, because, of course, when we started doing the show, we used to do it in the pub straight after the match. So we were already well-oiled before we started the show, and we just descended into mass drunkenness. And, of course, when you're with four or five people around the table in a pub, then, you know, that, that lends itself to it. Mm-hmm. I think we should just try and... I think I don't know, Clayton, what do you think? I think bringing it back kind of in a, in a fluid sense is probably the sensible way to go. Um, I'm quite ambivalent because I, I think it was quite interesting what you said about it being formulaic and I think that when you did it every single week yeah. um, 
it, it just basically got to a point where it's like, well, I don't really care what chance of the match was, or I don't really care, blah, blah, blah. And I think it just, I think it's, from my perspective, um, I think it's better that you that we talk about the game that we saw, that the impressions we had, things that we liked in the games, things that we didn't like, and, and in some respects they are the Guinness moments, the celery moments, but they're just presented in a different Well, that's way. what I'm saying, really. You know, we just yeah. you just you bring it in naturally. We say, you know, that the funniest thing I saw. If we were still doing Guinness moments, this would have been the Guinness moment this week. Or, you know, clearly yeah. Man mm. of the Match speaks for itself. Salary moment. If oh, that was the funniest thing we were, you know, blah blah. blah. I think bring it in naturally. Mm. What, do you, what do you reckon, Jonathan? Is that a happy compromise? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be uh, to be specifically. Now we come to this. You can just bring it up. You know, yeah. don't yeah. force it. This ain't this ain't no Sky TV. This no, ain't no, no Talk reason. Sport. This nah. ain't no six oh six. This is the bloody Chelsea fancast, mate. We'll do what hey. we want. There exactly. you go. Well Listen said. on on that note, we really got to go because we are because this would not happen on Sky, the BBC, or Talksport because their shows all run to time. You see, because they're professional. It's the podding shit influence. This is. It's the yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. We never run time. Mission creep from the podding shed uh, members <laughs> to make this longer than their show. I don't know. We got to go, guys. I'm really really upset about it, but we do now. I just wanted to say before I do. Thank you for your emails. They are very lovely, and we love receiving them, particularly this week. They were crackers, which is why I don't mind going over time, because they were well worth it. Um, we will always try and read them out on the show, so do send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com and make sure you do it before Monday. If you don't do it before Monday, it won't get on. Simple as that. Right, that's all we've got time for this week. I will be back next Monday, the 12th of September, live and direct at the usual time of 7 p.m., to report back on Chelsea's away match against Swansea and other unmissable things. Uh, I will, of course, be joined by the marvellous Jonathan Kidd, uh, together with Dan <laughs> Silver. Dan. Uh, the lovely Dan Silver and my great, great buddy, a fantastic human being, if ever there was one, the legend that is Mark Worrell. So there you go. Brilliant lineup next week, like this week has been as well. Now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Clayton at Goalie59, and Tony at Grocer Jack UK. Tony, very quickly, why is it Grocer Jack UK? I, it was a handle that I had from many, many years ago from a, a song which was themed from a teenage opera by Keith West that was regularly played. Grocer Jack, Grocer Jack, that's the kiddie. too much, Mammy said. You yeah. won't come back. Oh, no, um, no. I, I just didn't want to be someone preceded by the word Chelsea. I've used it in various blogs that I've written before and stuff like that, and I just quite like it. Okay, that's a great answer. I have no comeback to that because it was just too much. I, I, I've got nowhere to go with it. It's brilliant. I was going to come up with some witty repartee, but you stuffed me like a kipper. Anyway, follow the great man uh, at Grocer Jack UK, and, of course, check out our website. Enough. Enough, Jonathan. Lovely flowers. <laughs> Decorate a marble, square. a marble square. Yeah, I know the words as well, JK. Will you, <laughs> will you both? Will you both shut up? Thank shut you. Up. Uh, <laughs> shut it, as Clayton would say. Right now, check out the Chelsea Fancast website, ChelseaFancast.com, of course. Uh, you'll find Clayton's lovely blogs there, amongst other marvelous things. Now, last but by no means least, do not forget to vote. And nominate Chelsea Fancast as best football podcast in the Football Blogging Awards. Get your mum, your friends, your family, and your pet hamster to vote as well. Vote at footballbloggingawards.co.uk, or uh, you can go. I'm voting for the at Chelsea Fancast. 
I'm voting in the FBAs for the at Chelsea fancast. You know, whatever I said earlier, and I'll put up on Twitter, you know what to do. It's pretty obvious. We did it last year and we won. So let's make it a hat trick. I now, am many... voting in the at the PBAs for at Chelsea Fancast as the best sports podcast. I've just put it on there. So if you want to see the wording, it's there. And I stole it off Dan Silver. Wonderful. You're a pro, uh, Clayton. What would I do without you? Now, very, very quickly, because we are so over time. It's ridiculous. We've broken the two hours, ten minutes barrier so far. Uh, brilliant stuff. Clayton, first. Lovely to have you back on the show, mate. It's been far too long time, no speak. Uh, Absolute and I'm, pleasure. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the cock uh, before the game. On, <laughs> It doesn't sound strange at all to say that. I'm five years old in my head, really, still. Uh, Clayton, I, I enjoy seeing your cock. Uh, no, no, I enjoy seeing you in the cock on Friday the 16th before the Liverpool game. It will be splendid. It will indeed. Tony, um, we, we don't go away when we finish the show because I need to negotiate the free transfer, which means we get you on the Chelsea Faircast far more regularly because yes, indeed. personally, I love having you on the show. Um, everybody who does the show with me loves having you on the show. And when we, we get you on the show, uh, our listeners don't get pissed off having to listen to me all the time. So it's fantastic. So we need you back Excellent. soon, mate. Indeed. Always happy to help. Lovely. And it's been a pleasure. It really has. I am grinning from ear to ear because it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's got, you know, when you haven't been to a couple of games because of holidays and all this, you think, have I lost my mojo about it? And then you do this and you think, nah, no, fuck it, of course I haven't. You're brilliant. We love you, mate. And now, last but by no means least, the uh, the brains of another otherwise no-brain outfit, my right-hand man, uh, the, the man that Dr. Martin could never be, uh, the one, the only Jonathan Kidd. Oh, I thought I thought doc, Dr. Mart had his moments, didn't he? Yeah. He was more irritating than you, and that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he you're almost as irritating but not quite <laughs> i love you, you all i can't much. wait i can't wait to see you all for a game soon it's been far too long uh right we've really got to go because we are so over time but many thanks to my fabulous guests this week They've been brilliant thank you to you lot out there particularly the uh, mixler crowd for listening never the same without you in there so we appreciate that see you next time until then Keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.